0: Uh, i'm malcolm mcdowell and i'm on a show called below the belt which apparently originates in baltimore which is where we are now
1: god help us that was very appropriate (laughs) thank you
0: the
2: below the belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired it is now time for the bad boys of baltimore pimps up goes down (laughs)
1: i <laughs> here.
0: Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die.
2: Blacks on, blacks off.
3: Blacks <laughs> off.
1: Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB, the Quarantine Edition. And we've got an amazing show for you tonight from top to bottom. And I mean it literally from the beginning of this show to our special guest at the end of the show, guys. It's going to be amazing. Everything in between. Big,
2: big time tonight. (laughs)
1: That's right. I'm your host Al Soto aka Celebrity Soto your host with the most so let's go ahead and introduce the panel if you will starting with that's right he is the king of the 80s the demotivational speaker who seems to be in a radio studio which is pretty rad the one and only Chachi McFly I'm inside here the brand new
4: WNBC studio. So they put, in, they put in tens of thousands of dollars during this whole quarantine, and now I'm here by myself.
1: So it's your turn to go to the WNBC studio. Yeah, just hanging I'm, out I'm here, you know,
4: just okay. social distancing by myself. Yes, yes, that that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of it's sense. Like, this is kind of like the streak for me, right? Um, with, um, you know, Below the Belt show appearances in a row. Like I'm like the new Kyle Ripken. <laughs> well, I, I would. I would You're
2: you more that... like the new Wally pip so far. He's the guy who had. He's the guy who had the record before new Lou Gehrig. I don't uh, know,
1: man. I would give myself that title, quite frankly. Well, you die in that chair. <laughs> Should we introduce the other voice? He is, guys, the man with a calming presence. Very soothing. He is the Persian <laughs> prince of pop culture. <laughs> I uh, it that. is. is that yes.
4: New? Is it? Wow. <laughs> it's is very
2: alliterative.
1: Oh, wow. The one and only, Mike, the General
2: Zod. So, tonight, because I know uh, there've been all sorts of amusing hijinks when I've done these Skype shows so far, like uh, got that wonderful mirror behind me. <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> And the popcorn. No popcorn tonight. I have gum, but I'm not going to chew it.
1: <laughs> and... I appreciate you not chewing it, guys. I mean, should yes. I be
2: mean, the general Zod with the beard now? I should. I should. Right? I should. Yeah.
1: You got yeah. the flavor
2: saver, though. Yeah. Well, I've always had this, though. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. All right. Well, guys, we, we have an incredible show, like I said. Um, so last week, we interviewed the actors... And also the director, well, the actor and director, Aaron Fisher. And the lovely actress, Ellen Tolan, from the film called Inside the Rain, which is on Amazon Prime now and many other platforms. And uh, we talked about uh, that great film, which you can catch. Um, And if you want to see the censored version that we alluded to last week... Uh, Aaron alluded to last week with we less nudity or no sex than you can go on YouTube, but who wants to see that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, there is a particular, uh, particularly big name, a uh, high-profile name attached to that film, an actor by the name of Eric Roberts. Guys, yeah. we're happy. We're happy to present <clears throat> on Below the Belt Show, Hollywood legend. Um, an actor that's uh, career has spanned decades and decades, um, the one and only Eric Roberts will be on Below the Belt Show a little later in the program. So exciting! Yeah, pretty pretty awesome here on BTV, guys. Calling in via Skype. That's right, that's right. And um, as guest co host to also um, field questions with us will be a good friend. Click on this show co-host uh youtube sensation social media influencer lauren Francesca, who actually appears in a film with eric roberts called eddie and lauren will be uh, joining us a little later in the program so uh, a lot of great things so i guess let's go ahead and talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment guys um so let's go ahead and here we go um so as you know uh, we're still in the pandemic. and of course, the entertainment industry has been affected greatly by it. Um, so there's been almost nine hundred thousand film and entertainment employees not working due yeah. to the pandemic. Nine hundred thousand. Yeah. Nine hundred thousand film and entertainment employees. This includes actors, directors, writers, um,
2: PAs, things like that. Yeah,
1: crew members. Mm. Um, every everybody involved in the entertainment industry. <clears throat>
2: Um, and that's, this is co- yeah, this is co- higher t- than the population of Baltimore. so yeah, yeah, I don't think it is I, mean, but, I mean, uh, you thought those you thought those
4: sleazy um, directors um, weren't um banging um, starlets before he's definitely not now. <laughs> wow. well, um, no
2: one think of the di- <laughs> uh, the
4: directors the the slimy, <laughs> sleazy directors no <laughs>
1: and producers, let's not forget the Harvey Weinsteins. Um, yeah. like is like um, gonna be out of business. <laughs> Maybe that's why there hasn't been any Me Too stories at all. has not right. Yeah. I yeah, mean people can't... people are people are learning lessons if you if you notice after Weinstein uh, got convicted, there hasn't been um, much. Um yeah, yeah, I mean the last person who me Tooed um from
4: six feet away was um Louis CK. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. right.
1: <laughs> so the statistics of almost nine hundred thousand film and entertainment employees from LA County Supervisor Catherine Barger. Um, So um, but Tyler Perry and his people will not be unemployed for very long Um, that they're going to actually going to resume production in July on Sistas and the Oval, two of his shows um, exclusively at a soundstage in Atlanta. But as you know, they're going to have to do a lot of very strict um, guidelines. Um, to make this happen. Um, Everyone on set will wear protective masks, you know, when they're not on camera, obviously. Mm -hmm. Group scenes will be held until after the fourth day on set when everyone has been tested again. So he's going to do an initial test and then four days later administer another test to everybody on set. Wow, that's pretty, uh, pretty stringent, I'd say. Um meals will be served in different catering pods um to maximize social distancing. Um and um Tyler will fly his cast members um from out of town on his private plane to minimize people on the plane. Wow. Um, yeah. So. so he's going through all <clears throat> these lengths to continue his projects. Um I mean, think was impressive. Be... now it's like the only
4: um Things we're have to watch in the fall will be um, Tyler Perry projects.
1: That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be really depressing. And and Avatar. Avatar yeah. will be shooting in New Zealand, luckily, because they have like zero cases right now. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah maybe they maybe were this
4: is for his show, right?
2: It's What's that? Tyler Perry's TV show.
1: This is for first TV show's
2: called. Yeah, so the Oval, they'll probably be, um, and Sisters. Where where, where are they where are they filming that?
1: That's in Atlanta. Atlanta.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: He, he has he has his entire soundstage in Atlanta. He's got a couple actually. He's, uh he's, yeah, he's like the man, tired. he's the man in ATL man, for sure.
4: Um, He'll start and then hopefully other people will like start following his lead.
1: Yes, absolutely. I hope so because we would love, especially for me, I'd love to work again uh, on set. And of course, everybody that's a fan of their favorite TV shows and movies, uh, they want to see them. So we got to get this, uh, Got to get this back um, on, and, on and rolling, right? Um, so um, in France, actually, um, Amazon and Netflix are preparing to restart pr- production uh, on their respective series in France. So they both have a series on France. Um, Voltaire Mixte and Arsène Le Pen. That That's my favorite. That, right? Oh, you love those French shows, don't you? <laughs> I do. That's I, saw so okay. I, so so I, I watch. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, they will re- both resume shooting. Um, thank god yeah so are you happy uh, this is going to start nice. also in july mid-july for yeah, those good. films so <laughs> as you know movie theaters are slowly starting to come back to life about 200 locations are open so far uh the major um the major cinemas are not open that's amc regal and cinemark um they're AMC, still closed.
2: amc there was talk about amc uh, potentially uh filing for bankruptcy
1: well, there was talk about Amazon buying them.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, we yeah. actually talked about that last week, General. That, I mean, I think that would be a great partnership. You're going to see um, Amazon, uh, which would means that they would they would they would be the online streaming platform for any movies that are exclusively AMC. Um, I guess that's what that partnership entails. Um, but uh, a large majority of these um, theaters that are open right now are the drive-in locations. So um some of the brick and mortar locations are open, but a lot of um a lot of drive-in theaters are the ones that are open as well. Um but these are more independent theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, um in Arkansas, Georgia, Oklahoma, South Dakota, um, they're some of the first US states that have opened the movie theaters. Um so we all want sports to come back, right? My God, NFL, NBA. <laughs> Um, MLB, we all all wanted to come back. This is pretty interesting. So uh, as you know, when sports does come back, um, we're going to have to be watching from TV and not live in the stands uh, for for a while. But um, in South Korea, they did something kind of clever to simulate fans. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the football team FC Seoul in Korea. Um, They actually had... What they thought were mannequins in the stands were actually sex dolls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had these sex dolls with, but the COVID masks um, in the stands, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people thought it was strange because, like, the nipples were poking out. <laughs> you know, so mannequins, you know, mannequins that are actually. You know, at your department store, usually, typically, don't have the nipples. You know, actually, uh, some do. Oh, so, yeah. do some do? Oh, yeah, okay. they do. Oh, Not so that you know, I've noticed. You know, firsthand, yeah,
4: General. Yeah. General's <laughs> General's acting that movie mannequin.
2: <laughs> so, so these sex dolls that they use there, yeah, I guess I'm guessing they weren't those like blow up kind that they like give as like gag gifts. Just no, uh, the high tech sex this dolls.
1: Is the, yeah, this is the high tech sex yeah.
2: dolls. Um, where so they're pal- using
1: these sex dolls to fill up a stadium. Well, <laughs> like- so apparently, the same company that manufactures mannequins also manufactures sex, sex dolls. Yeah.
4: Well, that's like-
2: um, yeah, that's some synergy of business there. I can Why see that. Why not, man? You know, expand,
4: spend yeah. yeah. employees you know, and you know? them afterwards. You know that.
2: <laughs> well, it, you know, they have to have quality control. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah, an important part of any production process. <laughs>
4: So they do some kinky stuff in a lot of those Asian countries, like you know, like like I saw before, they had like those used um, panties and like vending machines and stuff. It's really weird yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: that's in Japan. I'm not sure about that's South Japan. Korea. Okay, I don't. But I can see Koki being <laughs> being uh, one of the most valuable uh, <laughs> customers uh, of those vending machines. Oh okay, God, yeah, you would thrive <laughs> in that country.
4: <laughs> like...
2: That's probably something like how Kim Jong-un is supposedly right. one of the um, one of the, the biggest customers of, I think, some brand of cognac like in is the world. Called? Yeah. none did
1: not know that. Is he still but alive? They, apparently. So he's, he's apparently still alive. You know, they haven't had an update uh, on Kim Jong-un, if you noticed, which I right. think is really, really odd. So he's like almost like he's hiding or maybe he's just in such dire health that he doesn't want to be seen or heard of. I, I don't know. But if you notice, they haven't reported on Kim Jong-un.
4: Yeah. It's crazy. Like I heard he was trying to fake his own death to find out what his his um people around him would do to see if they were loyal to him or not.
5: Oh, boy. I mean, wow. That was
2: a rumor I heard, it, at least. But I don't know <laughs> that, what's going on. That sounds him. almost yeah. Shakespearean. It's yeah, right? Like a, yeah. <laughs> the, um, I, could, I could see that being like a play. Yeah, yeah.
1: So FC Seoul does apologize for the sex dolls. <laughs> Who
2: do they need to apologize to? What you, what you uh, for? Yeah. for people
1: that were offended, you know. No, um, people were
4: offended over in Korea, too.
1: <laughs> well, you know, they, they say that we uh, sincerely apologize for causing deep concern to the fans.
4: Deep concern.
1: Yes. This was our fault without excuse, regardless of, of the reason. <laughs> we apologize again for causing great concern for the fans. We love and cheer for FC Seoul. So there you go. Mm. Um,
4: I guess there's enough to worry about in um, South Korea than to get offended by like some sex dolls in the stands. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if you're dealing with all that shit with North Korea all the time, and like, yeah. this is going up in the air, and you're worried about sex dolls in the stands, like, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a very valid point, Chachi. That is a very uh, valid point. There's, there's, there's um. So we want um sports back, we want film and television back, we want Comic-Cons back.
2: Yeah. Um the, the latest hey, Marvel com- Marvel released uh two sets of comics this week and the previous week. So Great.
1: Right? So I yeah. know that comics uh, distribution had been affected by the pandemic. Uh, well, I think I guess I no one could work the, at the printing uh, they process, can't work at the printing and like, the shops yeah.
2: shops aren't open. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, but they but they actually this was uh, last week was the first time that Marvel had put out any new comics in God, since like mid-March, like right before um, everything happened. And I think they were all just like online only stuff that they released. And it wasn't any of the big stuff. It was like some of their like smaller yeah. titles. But okay. I mean, that's still so pretty th- exciting to say
1: You only get the online comics. You don't uh, get the... <clears throat> Anymore? anymore i don't
2: buy the print ones anymore i read them all okay. online
1: okay that's fair
2: yeah um
1: but yes one of the <laughs> that's fair one, one of the biggest yeah, here. well one of the biggest comic cons given general <laughs> is the wizard <laughs> world in philadelphia um they had two big cons one in st louis and one in philadelphia they're now now rescheduled for 2021 while wow, they're even pushing it next year with the philadelphia one which we've uh attended it's going to be in the middle of winter, January 15th, 2021, guys. So, um hopefully yeah, it's, a, it's um, a
4: big gamble too. Philadelphia at the middle of winter. I mean, it, it could is. be ice storms, it could be a snowstorm. I mean, that's a lot of um months of planning for, you know. Yeah. Something that could be uh uh, you know,
1: but it could be canceled. It, it pales in comparison to a pandemic, right? It really does. Yeah. So we I I prefer snowstorm over the pandemic personally yeah <laughs> um, yeah so news on the oscars which as, as you know aren't till february of uh, 2021 but they're already considering postponing it which i think is crazy because the oscars is not is not till february of next year so they're even concerned about events happening in 2021 now is it because of, yeah. because of that yeah
4: because there's barely any movies released this year to no
1: the the movies, um, the, as you know, they amended a rule where movies do not have to have a theater run anymore. They can uh, go straight to the streaming platform or straight for on-demand yeah, viewing. Yeah, how
4: many movies are actually holding off and like, or actually releasing on streaming that are big blockbusters or or Oscar quality movies? I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of the big movies are still holding back, hoping for this to end to release them in theaters. So maybe
1: maybe that, that birds could be a combination of, of both.
2: Yeah. Maybe birds are prey win best picture picture this year. <laughs> <laughs> we can not. only hope.
1: I would vote for anything with Margo Robbie personally. <laughs> not but, that um, movie actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um you didn't like but, it Chachi? No. But no. I think it would be, I think it'd be a combination of both. I think it's yeah, well, like you said Chachi, um because of mo- uh, releases getting pushed um you know and you know less less in the pool less films in the pool right and of course uh just the pandemic in general so mm-hmm. in general. which ultimately is the is the cause of the movie schedule getting pushed anyways um so this is big dc eu movie news uh general i'm curious what your thoughts on this yeah the Zack snyder cut of justice league referred to as a snyder cut uh we'll finally see the light of day And it's going to go directly to HBO Max in 2021. Um, So I'm very curious on the changes um, and and how different this cut will be. Um, Apparently, fans have been very vocal about wanting to see the Snyder cut. Um, Well, I
2: guess, you know, from what I know about it, the... um, When Joss Joss Whedon was brought in, he kind of lightened the movie a lot. He tried to add in humor and... um, Right,
1: not make it as dark and... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... It'll be a very different movie, right? Yeah, I would think so. I
2: mean, maybe maybe that's what it needed, where it's supposed to... Because it ties in more thematically, I guess, with, like, Batman versus Superman and um, the Man of Steel, the two. I mean... I guess there was only one, Man of Steel movie. Yeah. And um, maybe that'll work. I mean, I don't know. Like, Justice League was uh, probably one of the things that was disappointing about Justice League is it couldn't really find its footing. Like, it seemed, like, almost, like, disjointed in that effect. And, like, you know, a lot of the humor was a little lame, too, (laughs) which uh, didn't help at all. So, maybe. I don't know. I'll see it. Yeah,
1: it seems like a very different film. We're not going to see any of the awkward um, CG removal of um, Superman's mustache. Um, Henry Cavill, as you know, was... Why, he'll have the mustache in the movie? He'll have no, no, the he won't have in it. The movie? They won't yeah. have the scenes that they had to include. Oh, they
2: won't. Okay. Yeah, because it, oh. that was a, that,
1: was a, complete, <laughs> that was a completely Joss Whedon thing to add. So, uh, yeah. So um,
2: Superman wasn't supposed to appear in the Justice League movie at all? No, no, he was. It's just, it's just because we had the mustache. It, we're seeing that was filmed just, later down
4: the road when he was already filming Mission Impossible. Oh, that's, gotcha. that's right,
1: Chachi. Yeah, they already wrapped production on the Snyder's, all Snyder stuff, and then they had to bring people back, you know, once they decided that they didn't like the early cut. But uh, we're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, I guess a lot of uh, the studio heads didn't like the, the Snyder cut, but you know, it's been proven that fans have a different opinion on things. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see. I mean, um, it,
4: well, they're saying it might be like four hours long. That's how much um, footage they have from um, Snyder. So they said oh, it could wow. be like it could be like four one-hour episodes, like a series, or it could be um, just two like movies. A, two movies. Yeah. Two movies I mean, I'm fine cool. watching it. Like I, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll check it out and see how it compares to the one that was re- released. I mean, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed um, Justice League. I did you know, too. But yeah, I'm surprised so many people one. want to see this because. I thought most people were bashing um, Snyder's other movies, you know, Batman for yeah. Man and and um, Man of Steel. Like everybody was saying it was too dark. It was horrible. So then now I I'm like Man of Steel, like clamoring cool. to see um, what um, Zack Snyder can do for this one. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Personally, for me, I want to see Derek Stoltz cut of Back to the Future. That's all I care about. <laughs> the, <laughs> entire
1: film, the entire film was shot, though, right?
4: It wasn't the entire film. It was like I think
2: it was like maybe two thirds or something was was filmed. Two-thirds. so um, Well, oh, I had no idea that he filmed that much of it. Much I thought, it. yeah, I thought he was just like considered for it and had like. Yeah. Uh, he filmed wow. for. He
4: filmed for like I think it was, like a month and a half or whatever, and like, they really wanted Michael J. Fox from the beginning, but he was filming Family Ties, so he couldn't do it. So then they finally like hired Tom Stoltz, and he like did a more serious take to Marty McFly, you know, which they weren't really looking for. I mean, he's a great actor, um, but they, right like, they ended up, like, talking like a J Fox and to coming aboard and just, like, shooting at nighttime. So he would, like, film Family Ties during the day. Then he would go and shoot until, like, two or three in the morning doing Back to the Future after Family Ties. So he was just, like, did that for, like, you know, a couple months. So he was just totally worn out. But um, I think it was great how it turned out. But, yeah, I want to see the Eric Stoltz cut, man. Come on. Right, but, but they're they're pouring like I think was it 20 million more into the um, Snyder cuts to get it like finalized. I've read.
1: Is that what is that what it's gonna cost? That's I crazy. Read 20 million. Yeah, that I mean just to because you have to do all the effects again. Yeah, that 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 does cost a lot of money. Now this so. is
4: fan service, guys. So if you're gonna watch this cut and you're gonna bitch about it afterwards, then mm-hmm. you're totally going to, like. You know, not get anything done for you before. I mean, people bitched about the Sonic movies? I don't know if they liked it afterwards or not. After all that um, edit with um, no,
1: people liked it. People liked it. Liked okay, well, hopefully, yeah. liked I never saw it. People liked it. Yeah, I um, they it. they actually got 179,000 signatures on the Change.org petition to fund
2: the the um, the Snyder cut. So, well,
4: thank God that we have this how, does that, how does how
2: does priorities in line in this country. <laughs> Do they get money for, like, each each signature? How does it fund it?
1: I don't know. I don't know how that it's
2: works. No, it's, just, it's just people
4: saying they want to see it, so then they figure if they do it, then, you know, some some number like that would... Oh, okay, away,
2: they'll have a know? big enough audience. Right.
4: Gotcha. You know, HBO Max, they want people to sign up for HBO Max, which I'm sure a lot of people will, just to see the Snyder Cut, and they want them to um, stick around and, like, continue to, like, um you know, to pay monthly for the service.
1: Right. In Marvel movie news, guys. Um, so, uh, veteran TV director S.J. Clarkson has, uh, has signed on to develop the first female centric movie from Sony's catalog-, catalog of Marvel characters. So, General, you probably know who this character is because you know all the characters. I'm sure and, he does. Um, Shit. <laughs> so, this is um, Madam Webb.
2: <laughs> you, you yeah, know about, I, I am. Familiar oh, I knew you knew about yeah. Madam
5: Webb. Oh,
2: my God. Kind of a kind of a curious choice for because, like, you would have thought the more obvious choice if they're going to go with, like, the Spider-Man universe would have been a character like the Black Cat or or Silver Sable. Right. You know, because both of them are like they're heroes, but they're badass and they're kind of sexy and everything. Madame Web is like an old lady. And (laughs) she is. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's an an elderly
1: woman. Yeah. Who was connected to a life support system that um, that looked like a spider's web? To, due to right. her age, a condition, um, she never actively fought villains. For that reason,s um, sources of stress is possible. The project could turn into something else. So. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, the wait, whole point, like the the most never actually story... fought villains.
4: No, no, she
2: was like she was like someone but, in the background who would who would like help Spider Man um you know like show where like the trouble was or something because she has like mental powers oh. and kind of like um, a uh, professor xavier type. yeah right? kind of like professor yeah. xavier i mean there's oh. like a there's like this fa- like uh, the most famous story i can think of that has madame webb in it she's like uh you know you know the juggernaut right the character yeah. the juggernaut from like oh uh, awesome. yeah and like he gets hired to um to kidnap Madam Web, to like capture Madam Web by someone else. I don't remember. It's a long time since I've read it. And mm-hmm. and they show Spider-Man fighting the Juggernaut for like three issues. And it's just three issues of this insane fight where like they're, um, where like, you know, Spider-Man's in one class, but the Juggernaut is in a totally different class. And it's just him trying all of these ways to stop Juggernaut and failing every right. freaking time. And so You're he finally. Bitch. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so Man. it's funny you mentioned Deadpool. Um, wait, wait, so... but
4: before that, like, so, so how are they going to do the movie without Spider-Man?
1: That's no, their main have, function. They'll have, Sp- they'll have
2: Spider-Man in it. You, because can have you have Spider-Man think in there.
1: Sony, Sony has a working relationship. You think um, Tom Holland is going to Tom Spider-Man, every
2: single is he going to appear in every single Sony verse movie? I don't think so.
1: No, well, as you know, he didn't appear in uh, the Venom. first Venom. Um, yeah. So
4: why why do you think he'll be in this movie?
1: Well, I think he... If it's not Marvel. Well, it's Marvel under Fox, uh, under Sony. Right. Yeah. Um And he he is allowed to be in several... I think he's contracted to some some of the Sony films. He is. Okay. I think that I did cool.
2: read that, so... Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, you know, Sony it depends on. on how they... Uh, like, I don't know how cushy Disney and Sony are with this deal. Right. Like I don't think I don't think Sony can't use any other Disney characters, can they? No. Can they?
1: I don't think no, you you're talking about the Marvel Disney owned Yeah, they? that well that's what I mean. Right, yeah. Right. The... No, only only in that Spider Man universe,
2: yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So as you know, Fox is another entity. Um as you know, Marvel fans um should not expect to see a Deadpool movie for at least five years. And the reason why... Jesus.
4: Oh, that's a guess, bummer. Yeah. yeah. So
1: the creator of Deadpool, Rob Liefeld, actually was interviewed. And he says, until a movie is, is put on schedule, it's not taken seriously. So as you know, Deadpool was not included on that schedule. So, um, and this is um, the MCU schedule... Black Widow being the next film, followed by the Eternals, Shang-Chi, Blade, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, so so on and so forth. Um, General? Any...
4: General, what are you playing, pinball?
1: I know. What's going on, General?
2: Jeez, How so... is it people can hear everything? <laughs> because you're so loud. <laughs> you're ungodly so? loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time. shit.
1: Um, I'm I'm still excited for um, New Mutants. I think our early yeah. reviews are are, are saying that's it's you know one of the better um, Fox Marvel films. And I love the first, technically trailer. the last one.
2: You know, that first so. trailer and New Mutants was awesome. I really liked it a lot.
1: Cool.
2: And yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of um, it's it, it's always been a cool property. Like you know. Yeah. I'm, always really loved the comics when I was a kid and two now. And um, it's a lot of like really cool characters as you see them kind of grow up and they become like, they, it was kind of like the junior X-Men and you, you know, eventually as the years go on, they become actual X-Men and um, you know, they did a lot of cool stuff. And if they're doing that demon bear storyline, that's uh, one of their really, really great ones, which you know, when I was uh, <laughs> when I was in elementary uh, I guess I was in middle school when I was in middle school that's when that came out and yeah. and it had the weirdest fucking art I'd ever seen in a comic book at the time and uh, it was this guy named Bill Sinkovich who did this like really super expressive and almost abstract art and uh, yeah it blew my mind as a kid
1: awesome um, other superhero movies includes a film called Heroes and Villains. This has nothing to do with Marvel or DC. Is it and, is it a
2: dramatization of the Brian Wilson song?
1: I don't know if it's that. but um, <laughs> No, it's
2: not. So yeah, you so it's
1: not. Uh, so <laughs> it's Dave, David Robert Mitchell's superhero project, um, uh, who directed It Follows. The logline is underwrapped, but apparently it's a new take on superheroes. So whatever that means. Oh, thank God. Appa- yeah, so it, yeah. it Follows apparently was ac- a critically acclaimed, so they're, you know. Yeah, we need more takes on superheroes. We don't have enough takes enough <laughs> exactly. already. not enough, Maybe right? need some new takes, yes. Yes, Jeez. agreed, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wow, we're going to see Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa back together on a, another project, but oh, it's not nice. Game of Thrones. Um, it's actually um, uh, an action-adventure film. And uh, it's called Good, Bad, and Undead. Interesting. So this is actually uh, based on an original idea by Mark Swift and Damien Shannon. And um, Peter Dinklage will play Van Helsing, last in a long line of vampire hunters. Okay. And he develops an uneasy partnership with another vampire, uh, Momoa. Well, he's not a another vampire because vampire, he's a vampire hunter. Um, and he has taken a vow never to kill again.
2: Okay. Um, who's taking the vow? Uh, Momoa or Dinklage?
1: I think um, Momoa. Yeah, because he's taking the partnership of the good vampire who won't kill again as um, Van Helsing is the vampire hunter who's killing the evil vampires, I guess. I guess that's what they're trying to say. Um so, um but then a the massive bounty is put on the vampire's head. Everything in this dangerous world full of monsters and magic is now after them. Okay. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool. I'm down with that. I think we mentioned the Moonfall sci-fi film with um Josh Gad. They just added Halle Berry to this project. Um Halle Berry will play a NASA astronaut turned administrator whose previous space mission holds a clue about an impending catastrophe. Um awesome. I love Holly Berry. I think she's awesome and hey, Where has uh, she been at? Yeah, you know she she Yeah, I guess, I guess she really hasn't really done anything. I and mean, she's 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 on she um, that one WWE she, movie. Like, yeah, she's um okay, she was also in a production for another boxing or ufc movie you know uh, based on boxing okay. ufc I, that has yet to be released as well i think it was boxing not positive yet but uh that was in production in jersey in new york um She's movie? one would only hope <laughs> that
4: was great that one movie she was topless in
1: swordfish. Swordfish. Swordfish, swordfish yeah yeah, swordfish. Uh, yeah that was a treat yeah. um so if you're a fan of the, the martian um um, that was a film um, adapted by the um, the novel of Andy Weir. Um, they're going to also adapt his next novel, um, and his next novel is um, it's currently untitled, but it's referred to as Project Hail Mary, um, which follows a an astronaut in a spaceship who has to save the planet. Okay, another um, another obviously. Uh, <laughs> Very similar to the Martian. Uh but Chris uh Miller uh and Phil Lord will be um directing and producing this um production. So um you know
2: Oh uh, that's said that's a good combo. Yeah. Yeah, so and you know, I love the Martian. The book's better than the movie, but it's
1: uh Well, that's apples and oranges, man,
2: you know? Yeah, I guess. So. People that see book books is, the, the book is movie,
1: the movie. the movie was better. It's like I can never go by that because they're two separate media formats that you can't i just you know what i mean i don't know people have like i've heard people say that general like oh it's better than the movie oh it's the book is way better you know well, people usually so, yeah. say the,
4: the book is better because you can use yeah. your imagination and picture whatever you want it's not even book. that the
2: yeah. uh, the book anywhere's uh anywhere's book the martian the thing i loved about it and a lot of people probably wouldn't but you know i'm uh I'm a little different than a lot of people. Oh yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you're the
1: new king of obscurity. I have to take that. Yeah. In, uh, from the, Flex the, and give it to you. <laughs> I
4: thing... can see why you're Flex with friends. You just like sit there and talk about obscure shit all day long that nobody else would
1: get. <laughs> <laughs> Although so, Flex so, wouldn't get the comic book references. Yeah, he wouldn't get the, the, of...
2: the comic book references. But we used to we used to talk about like. Uh, Oh man, Flex and I Most used to obscure
1: band and on the more obscure label.
2: Yeah, okay. we talked about obscure bands and uh, <laughs> one of one of the one of the running things Flex and I had, we used to talk about the this old Atari video game called Stampede. Do you know, know what that is?
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go on. Well like well, like in this old Atari video game. You uh, you like play this like cowboy guy and you have to go up and down the screen as you are trying to keep the um, keep like the um, the cows from like getting to the other side. It was just like you know it was an old Atari 2600 video game, so it didn't gotcha. really have that, that much in terms of graphics or playability. And right. oh my god, can Flex talk about that game for hours? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> for hours like what more is going to talk about <laughs> well like like the whole point about like how you had to go from one side to the other and everything and he would oh my god he would go on and on about it to the point like uh yeah so the next time you see flex be sure to bring that up all to right him. that's the game better
4: that's... than custer's
2: revenge <laughs> <laughs> not as not as much indian fucking i guess yeah not not oh. as much rape. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. game,
4: you were a naked cowboy, and there was, like, this Indian woman, and I think she was tied up to, like, a, a pole. Yeah. And you get to run across the, the field with arrows coming down to get over mm-hmm. and you had this, you know, this big um, erection. You get to run over, and, and I think you I think raped her. I think that's what the purpose of the game was. Wow. It was, like, the that was so awful. <laughs> like, and that was only, like, in, like, probably, like actually it says here at 82. Wasn't you like are the king was,
2: of like, the 80s. You would know about that It one. wasn't
4: like it was, like, 80 years ago. Like, you were... It was the video game about, like, basically raping a, uh, a Native American woman.
2: Yeah, which is... Uh, it's well, they... Pretty... The Grav- the Grand Theft the They
1: they do have, um, you know, bang prostitutes, so... I guess uh, Yeah, it's a little it's games. a little
2: different when you have um when you have when you're playing it on a PS four compared to <laughs> when you're right. playing it on an Atari twenty six hundred. Right, right.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're rape on that game either.
1: Oh, Okay, that's that's a very
2: very. Because uh, like bad cause bad. like when you talk about like a cowboy going to, um, I won't use the R word. I will say it's going to uh, have sex with the uh, with the Indian woman, even if have sex under consensual uh, or not. Yeah, well, it, have sex. we we'll, say, under we'll very, say maybe she
4: was into kinky stuff. Maybe she yeah. herself up. Yeah, right. you know, questionable maybe
2: circumstances. Central.
4: That's what I hope it was. Wow.
2: Well, like I guess I guess uh, kids in the eighties really needed a whole lot more imagination than kids today did yes because <laughs> it's you're pretty much watching a square with a rectangle coming out of it go into another square right.
1: and... let's move on guys <laughs> stop
2: talking about this one. Right. uh
1: so jamie lee curtis and her com productions banner uh signed a three-year deal with uh blumhouse um because she collaborated so well on the Halloween um, film, which I love. I know Chachi, you like that one. Yeah, well. really good. Yeah. So that should be really awesome. In our other horror film news, or, um, actually, in other movie news, um, Nick Jonas and Lawrence Fishburne have joined the cast of The Blacksmith. This is an action film from taken director Pierre Morel. <laughs> general you might know it's based on a graphic novel from kickstart comics Mm. by malik evans and richard sparkman
2: huh i'm actually not familiar with the comics so wow
1: i am shocked (laughs) follows a weapons expert who must go on the run from killers who murdered his colleagues wow that's pretty crazy um pretty dark um comic book a graphic novel i'd say um Danny Boyle, love Danny Boyle. Got to interview him at the Tribeca Film Festival last year for yesterday. He's set to direct his next project with Michael B. Jordan. Um, sorry, oh, Michael wow. Jordan, called Methalia. Um, wow, say that five times fast. Um, originally, Tom Cruise was attached to start this one, but apparently, they decided to um, recast Cruise and replace him with Michael B. Jordan. Um, so, uh, Masalia is based on a biblical story of a man who lived to be 969 years old. Okay. Um, but the Crave team is taking a different approach to the plot. So, a little bit of immortality there. Um, the World War II drama and action film starring Tom Hanks called Greyhound has been picked up by Apple TV. Um, so, expect that um, to be released. Um, it was originally supposed to be Released theatrically on June 12th, but now it's going to just go straight to Apple TV. No release date just yet.
2: Um, oh, by the way, it's not Methalia, it's Methuselah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> That's why you're here. Um, the film My Salinger Year, a drama starring one of my new favorites, Margaret Qualley. If you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know who I'm talking about, uh, and Sigourney Weaver. um um, it actually um, made its debut at the the Berlinale 2020 um, festival. I guess this was early in 2020 before the world went to shit. Um, but IFC Film has the U.S. rights for that film. Sounds like a really cool film. And we have sequels, prequels, and reboots news. Uh, I oh gl- God! Group these uh, all together. Uh, Chachi, you sent me this one that they're considering a Heat prequel. As Michael Mann has been teasing a prequel novel um, that he's uh, written or is already you know finished, um, and of course he has to uh, you know get the original cast back if all goes well, but the prequel book is ready and you know and written that would be um, a fairly good translation to film an easy translation of film easier than just coming up with screenplay scratch that is um let's hope the original cast does come back because i um but if it is a prequel will they use you know the irishman you know the aging technology or will they cast completely new actors we'll just have to wait and see but that was very, very far away from any kind of production spot. So. Mad Max Fury Road is also going to get a prequel. That was a phenomenal film. So this is going to be um, a character center. Uh, the film is going to center around Furiosa. Furiosa, who's the character played by Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, since it's a prequel, they got to go a little younger. Um, and Jodie Comer is in the running for the role. Um, you might know um, Jody Comer from Killing Eve General. Um, um, and uh, she also played Ray's mother in uh, Rise of Skywalker, if you didn't um, know. It was a very small role, but pivotal role. Um, that'd be cool. If that happens. Legally Blonde Three. Apparently, there's a script um, in the works with Mindy Cowling and Dan Gore um Reese Witherspoon already agreed to reprise her role as Elle Woods. Or are either you a fan of the Legally Blonde films? I like them. They're fun.
2: I don't think I've ever seen any of them.
1: They're fun yeah. films. Yeah.
4: But they were good back then. I don't know if. I'm clamoring for a new one, but.
1: Really? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, um, Reese is a draw. You know, she's a box office draw. She has a lot of fans, so. I'm sure it will be will do relatively well. But well. like, you
2: think you think she'll still carry movies, though? I mean, she's uh, you know, for uh, for actresses to actually like carry movies, their their window for that isn't terribly long.
1: I think she still can. I feel, I still think she can carry a movie. She's not. A, she 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 hasn't. She's uh yeah. She's not out of the woods just yet. I, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. Yeah. In my in my opinion, at least. Um. Another one is Beverly Hills Cop 4. So apparently the team that brought you Bad Boys for Life, which was a hit, are going to um, jump on board of this um, sequel for Beverly Hills Cop. Of course, Eddie Murphy will be on board. Um, and apparently it's going to be scheduled for a Netflix release. What do you think of that? Do you think this uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 should go uh, direct to Netflix? Or you think it's big enough to make the theater run?
2: I mean, I'd be happy to see it in the theaters. Yeah. So I got to confess, I, did, I, I forgot there was a Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> well, you're better off. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm don't, sure well, that's I'm definitely Way worse.
1: <laughs> but definitely some of Eddie's finest work are those those first two. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, The yeah. first two are
2: fantastic. I love oh,
1: that. I actually course, rewatched Eddie. them recently with my dad. My dad is a big fan of them.
4: I think part three is the only one that wasn't rated R.
1: Oh, well, that I explains think. it. Yeah. That absolutely explains it. Uh, David Arquette, returning to Scream. What do you think of that? Uh, his role is Dewey Riley, as he was in the previous four films. Um, they're actually going to do a relaunch. I don't know if relaunch means reboot necessarily, but... Um...
2: Didn't he die? He died in the first one. Okay. Or the second one. Second one. He died in the second one.
1: Okay. Well, um, as you know, um, they're going to have to explain that. They have some explaining to do, so we'll see what's up with that. Um, are you looking forward to Bill and Ted Face the Music? I am. I am. I would love yeah.
4: I think that's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that it's going to be Keanu Reeves.
1: So this is what I didn't know. Um, the focus will be on their daughters. Yeah, of course. Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy-Payne. Samara Weaving is smoking hot, guys, if you haven't seen her. She had a um a small role in uh three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um she uh I'm not sure I'm guessing she plays the daughter of of Bill. Um <laughs> would be my guess because she's blonde. Um, but apparently, um there was a Twitter user that complained about it being quote unquote a woke piece of trash. As you know, woke is kinda like that um slang for, you know, politically correct or mm-hmm. um Social justice um, friendly, or you know, um, you know that kind of thing. Um, but um, the screenwriter defended that there's no agenda, no agenda with this film at all. Um, he said they're supporting characters, so. Oh, who's so, supporting? The uh, Samara, are supporting? Yeah, they they say the daughters are supporting. Okay, well, I, I, so I thought actually there were there were leads and they were like the time travelers, but no. I guess they're maybe the, they're all going on the adventure together, you know.
4: That's fine. It, well, I mean, I I want I want um, you know, Bill and Ted to be the main characters because it, it is Bill and Ted's, you know. Yeah.
1: Movie.
4: Yep. So, and yeah, you know, I'm fine. They have daughters because um, did they did they have daughters in the last one or were they sons? I can't remember.
1: Oh yeah, they go to the future, right?
4: Yeah, I can't remember. if They had daughters or sons. You know what?
1: I think they're hopefully if they're if. The continuity if they reviewed and had a continuity expert on on yeah. board, then I'm sure they had daughters. They must have had daughters, Chachi, unless they had more than, you Let's know, see. more than um, one child each, right? Yeah, go ahead and look that one up, Chachi. I'm curious oh, about man. that. Yeah. yeah. On Netflix, Spike Lee um turns his sight on Vietnam. His next <laughs> film is called The Five Bloods. Um. Ooh, lots of creaking and cracking here. Yeah. He's he's
4: really the worst. Like he's
1: he has the loudest the loudest room. It's like it's he's like a haunted we, house. He's the one who would take his lavalier mic to take a piss and hear you, hear him pissing. Yeah, yeah. Show, right. So
4: it's like a haunted house. You hear all this creaking and like you hear like ghosts and bats <laughs> flying around like it's like you hear that thing? My God,
1: <laughs> that is the loudest door ever, yes. ever. What was up with your squeaky door? Yeah. That is the squeakiest door we've ever heard. General. Damn it. <laughs> you guys you guys you can hear everything? Yeah. yeah you the, might have to look like, may, maybe you can mute when you uh, you know or something. Is your
5: house up in the house? I love it.
2: I'm um, still I'm still trying to figure out these uh, like professional transitions to come in and out and I will get better better at this. No you won't. The pandemic's going to last at least a year and a half. So <laughs> by then, I think I'll be okay.
1: Okay. Well, I was just talking about The Five Bloods, which is Spike Lee's next film. This will be premiering on Netflix on June 12th. The first trailer uh, was just dropped. Um, Spike Lee did a great job with a Black Klansman. So um, I'm sure this film will, uh, you yeah, know, he's done well with his recent film. So the trailer looked pretty good at least. I love the fact that Jessica Alba is getting back into acting. She she is going to be in a Netflix um, film called Trigger Warning, um, which is coming from a director named Muli Surya, who was a well-received Cannes Film Festival entry, Marlena the Murderer in 4X, which became Indonesia's foreign film Oscar submission. Okay, um, And Jessica Alba plays a veteran. I don't... Picture Jessica Alba, she's an, have that stereotypical former military person. I don't know where they they're, where they're uh, got that one from, but uh, uh, she inherits her grandfather's bar and faces a moral dilemma after learning the truth behind his untimely death. Okay. Yeah, I
4: mean if she's in the military. I'm ready to enlist. <laughs> God, it's
1: Jessica Alba. Right, Ten Hut. Right. <laughs> Uh for your fans of the Umbrella Academy, I know General is a fan of the Umbrella. I Academy. love
2: that show. Dude, Although we'll the, the book was better, but the- Oh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> the
1: was better. Yeah. July 31st it comes back on Netflix. Um So it was it good? It was a good um series? Oh um, yeah. It was good, um, series? Oh, yeah, yeah it's a lot of
2: fun. I want to watch and,
1: uh, The Boys and Umbrella Academy because those are the two. Uh,
2: non- you haven't seen non- The non- Boys Marvel.
1: yet? I, yeah, Chachi says watch The Boys. You're saying yeah, the boys watch Umbrella. Great.
2: Yeah. No, well, I got to watch both? The Boys. They're both yeah. really, really good. I think the boys is a lot more um, like Umbrella Academy is a lot weirder than the boys is. The boys is a little bit more straightforward and it's and okay. it's more fucked up. Like the Umbrella Academy is a lot more surreal, depends okay. on which one you like more, which what oh. kind of humor you like more. And um, But they're which both one? really good.
1: So both have different types of humor.
2: Yeah, they both have, I mean, neither of them are technically comedies, but right. um, basically one of the big things with the Umbrella Academy is really strange. Like, um, there's some, like, really weird shit that happens in it.
1: Which show has hotter girls?
2: Uh, the Boys. Yeah,
1: okay. see? I
2: know you, Al. I know what you want to see. Yeah. Listen to me,
4: okay? Don't listen to, don't listen to um, General over there. I tell you to watch. Nerd shit.
2: Yeah. Watch, who cares watch about watch storytelling or directing or anything like that? <laughs> it's, it's just not kind fun. Of
5: I love it, guys. Yeah, yeah,
2: you, you will, you will love the actress okay. that plays Starlight in um, the Boys. Okay, oh nice my God.
1: You. Well, you and I have the same taste, General. Yeah, we we
2: have the same taste in women. It's very so scary. that is. Uh,
1: and,
4: like, you can see Elizabeth shoe in there, too.
2: Oh, yeah. Elizabeth's well, shoe's in it as well. Awesome. Well, <laughs> she's kind of showing your age a little bit, but, yeah.
1: Oh, it's, you know, father time. What can you do, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: Judgmental in general. <laughs> <laughs> I don't for their inner beauty. I don't care. About Have either
1: of you seen The Politician on Netflix? No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so season two um, will be uh, dropping on June 19th. um, Yeah, Ben Clack's in it. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Um, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but that's coming up on Netflix. Of course, uh, Tiger King, the biggest documentary ever on Netflix. Um, Now, you know, they're doing a feature film, a scripted film based on it. Now, we talked about Nicolas Cage. We'll be playing Exotic. But now... Tara Reid is in talks to play uh, Carol Baskin, which um, uh, I don't know. That would be an interesting one. You know, she kind of – I love Kate McKinnon because I know she really was campaigning to do the role, and I think she could do that voice. I think Kate could do the voice. Tara – you know, I, I love Tara on a personal level and, you know, but um, I don't know. Um, I'm curious. I'd, I'd actually, two, I'd they're
2: actually both two go skinny Kate for it. McKinnon. I they're would both, go with Kate McKinnon. Kate I McKinnon.
1: Yeah, they're both too skinny. But if you look at, you know what? If you look at Carol's younger photos, she actually was attractive.
2: Yeah, so yeah. she was, kind but of she was younger. Like, yeah, I, I mean, was that, actually that's surprised. Like, yeah. That's like some point in the early '80s when she's like 20 years old, fucking that like 48 year old man before he. <laughs> 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 yep. So yeah. Like, well, what was the, that? Yeah. Well, you know that man who he she eventually allegedly murdered <laughs> oh yeah. Allegedly. oh yeah she, she i so, think so yeah
1: there's there's a break in the case i guess with that chachi that uh, you sent me this as well yeah. that um apparently she might have allegedly forged her her uh second husband her dead husband don lewis her missing husband don lewis's signature on um documents two documents mm. Um, they appear to be traced from his marriage record. Oh, wow. Traced. Not good. Um, <laughs> a handwriting expert looked at those um, and said that they are definitely the product of tracing. Damn. You know, uh, as you know, Carol um, claims her innocence, that um, she has nothing to do with her uh, husband disappearing. Um, but this is a kind of a break, I'd say. Right. Chachi, didn't they reopen the case? Is it going to go? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay. So, Carol, uh, you know, if, if she happens to be, um, you know, s- some strange foreign country then the next uh, month or so, then uh, don't be surprised, I guess, right? Isn't it
2: kind of impossible to do that, to even go to a strange foreign country in the next month? This is month? true.
1: This is very, very true yeah. what's going on in the world, yeah. So a lot of people are pointing fingers at Carol, like she's the true villain and uh that joe should be exonerated like pardoned so apparently he has a new legal team that are heading that's heading to the white house to try to get um a presidential pardon for joe um i guess it
4: i don't know if he's guilty or innocent but i think he'll be so damn entertaining if he gets out of prison
2: like, I could totally, I could totally see Donald Trump doing that. By the way, I could yeah. absolutely see Donald Trump uh, parning Joe Exotic. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess he could say. I mean, how do you? I mean, I watched a documentary. How do you justify hiring a hitman to kill someone um, when you, when you, when it's recorded and set on? You know, there's actual evidence of you saying that. You know, but. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't I know. Guess,
4: How are you, OJ Simpson? You get off.
1: Well, he already went to trial. That's the problem. Yeah. So he's just going to have to get part of it. He can't have another trial. You know, Carol, however, <laughs> that's a different story. Um, I'm real excited, guys. We talked a lot of Star Wars last week um, with the return of Timur Morrison as Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, which is exciting. Um, Which means he did not die in the Sarlacc Pit, General.
2: Which Um, is... That is some great news. Great news.
1: Um, A new cast member just announced, Timothy Oliphant,
2: um, Mm -hmm. has just
1: been announced to join the cast of Mandalorian. His role is being kept deep inside the Sarlacc Pit, which is funny what the source is saying. Um, But um, as you know, he was on the Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix
2: have you ever seen you uh, guys ever watched the good place he has a really, he has a role really, okay cool. he has a really funny cameo in the good place playing himself
5: yeah.
1: I'm excited about season two because he's he's
2: pretty much the the object of like the um well they call they call her the judge but she's like the god pretty much in that show and um she's quite horny for him <laughs> <laughs> It's really
1: funny. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm excited. Again, excited about The Mandalorian. Um, Also joining the cast is Rosario Dawson, who's playing a Sobotana, which we've talked about. Um, It's also rumored that WWE superstar Sasha Banks um, has a small role in as well. Um, So that'd be amazing. I I mean, man, they, they got me really excited for season two of Mandalorian, which, thank God, has finished shooting. So we will see Mandalorian No Delay in um, that being released in October. Um, On HBO Max, HBO Max is developing a multi-camera comedy uh, from B.J. Novak. Um, It's called Young People. Centers on 20-somethings from very different backgrounds and perspectives. (laughs) Who find themselves sharing an apartment in Brooklyn.
2: Sounds annoying. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like literally every sitcom. Like at least every year, there's a sitcom it sounds that sounds like, like, the like new, that.
1: Actually, it sounds like New Girl. Is new Girl. Because I actually you know, got into that show.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, going all the way back to Friends. You yeah. know, it's. Uh, I mean, those kinds of shows work, and you know, everyone loves them. I love them, but it's uh, not exactly the most original idea. Okay. Yeah. Well new girl
1: was exactly that they shot in los angeles but i think it um and i think it took place in los angeles but they all shared a loft you know so it was like a little too close to comfort there i'd say all right big cw news general i would love your thoughts on this guys kate kane will look a little different on that woman as ruby rose has announced she will not be returning for season two um where I I am blown away by this. Um, Are you? You're blown I, away? I'm blown away. Um, <laughs> so, uh, allegedly, um, it stems from an ill fit between the star, Ruby Rose, and the production. So See, to- yeah, She
2: had all sorts of problems on that show, though. Yeah. I mean, like, well, she... We'll talk about them. Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, she was unhappy with the long hours required uh, of her on set. I mean, she is a series lead. So that oh, led the fric- that led to friction. Right. Um, also it was speculated it had something to do with the pain associated with the emergency surgery she needed for two herniated discs that she, yeah. um, you know that she had due she, to what, I guess some kind kid of hernia, stunt, you right? said? herniated discs. Oh, okay. Right okay. in her back. Um, chachi, come on. Um, but apparently it had nothing to do with her health. Or injury.
2: Didn't she have she had some kind of weird like allergic reaction to something in the Batman suit, uh, the Batgirl suit, Bat woman suit?
1: That that as well, probably that yeah. as well. So she's had a lot of problems, but I guess the that that's really the main reason was the friction between her. Uh, I really feel there's more to the story. I'm Batwoman, and I think we do have Lauren joining us. Let's see if we can bring her on. Yeah! Hey! Hi there. Ladies ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and introduce social media influencer extraordinaire, actress, model, um, amazing person, co-host of Click on this show, and she's here on Below the Belt show, the one and the only... Lauren Francesca. What's up, Lauren? Hey. We all want our Lauren. (laughs) How are you doing? Can you hear us okay? Is your mic on? You're silent. We don't hear you. Yes. Are Are you Um, better?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes, we actually hear you a lot better now.
3: Yes. Hey, Lauren.
1: Good to have you on Below the Belt show.
3: Good to see everybody on Below the Belt show. Yes. I Um, always called in. Now I get to see cute faces.
2: (laughs) Where?
1: (laughs) Well, you already know me, Lauren, but I'll introduce, of course, that's right, my co-host of many, many years, the bearded one over there is the king of the <laughs> '80s. He's
2: also a demotivational speaker. He now, really, he really needs to work on curling that mustache, though. Yeah. I really, he's yeah. been very anti curling the mustache. Yeah. I think, that is, Chachi. Warren, Warren, maybe you can, uh, you can convince yeah. him of that. Well, let me introduce his name, General, please.
1: His name is Chachi okay. McFly. Chachi McFly, yeah, How's it going? Said, which I think you guys have been on the air, but just through uh, via phone. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're actually seeing everybody. And the other guy, that's right, he is the Persian prince of pop culture. <laughs> he is the one and only, the man with the calming presence. That's it. Mike, Mike the General Zod. Mike?
2: Awesome.
1: Hello. We all know, myself, Al, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto. Um, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> Lauren, how have you been doing when during uh, this crazy pandemic? I know... That you were um in between Los Angeles and New York, but you spent the majority of your time in New York recently, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, um it's just been it's been an adventure, a quarantine adventure that we've been having, and definitely um waiting for it to be over, <laughs> you know, but it's uh it's 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 been I've been making the best out of it New York is crazy right now, and uh yeah how's how's uh Baltimore are you, are you in Baltimore, everyone?
1: A lot of us are uh, in Maryland and Baltimore surrounding areas. And, uh, you know, obviously not as strict as New York, um, but um, Larry Lockdown, uh, (laughs) who's our governor, Lockdown Larry, has uh, definitely put some... uh, um Guidelines into effect of closures. Um, you know, slightly lifting things as of uh, last Friday, he finally lifted salons and um the beaches and some retail outlets, which is good. It looks People like you need... got a haircut. Pardon? You just got a haircut, or? Uh, yeah, it looks like I got a haircut. I yeah. did get a haircut actually. Yeah, it was, good. Was, one the, was one of the
2: first <laughs> things I did actually. Oh, uh, so you you actually went to a salon?
1: I no, I actually went to um actually a hairstylist I know personally. You know, I was doing oh. haircuts from his house.
2: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Like, did was he it, wear a mask it, it? Like, was he like wearing protective gear and everything? Yeah.
1: I I was wearing protective gear actually. I was wearing yeah. uh, I was wearing, wearing a mask. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had to adjust you know the the back of the mask you know to make sure that you know when you're cutting back there for a moment, but you know uh, cutting the rest, the mask doesn't really deter you from the haircut much, you know. So, um, you know, um, but yeah, other than that, you know, I know, Chachi, you're headed to the beach. So that must be exciting for you. You're going to brave, brave the the Eastern Shore. Uh, Lauren, you actually, you actually have family from the Eastern Shore, don't you, Lauren? Yes, I
3: do. Yes, I do. Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. Get your (laughs) crab cakes. Yes. Yes. Um, Some crab cakes, please. I was thinking of ordering some. That's what I think. Rasher fries
1: yeah yes. there's a lot of great places where you can get fresh maryland style crab cakes delivered mm-hmm. um i guess they're not paying us so i guess we'll not plug any particular restaurants but <laughs> yeah. maybe well, yeah. well, maybe well, Martin, you'll... you
3: negotiate a sponsor
1: that's a very good idea <laughs> alarm because you know what we're actually BTB's going youtube now uh we just posted our first youtube uh show um with this new uh, quarantine at home edition of Blow the Bell. All so right. we'll be, uh, yes, we'll be um, adding our uh, portions of our uh, show on YouTube. So this is pretty exciting for us here on BTB. I know I know, we're, everyone's used to just hearing our voices, but now you can see all our lovely faces. Uh, and it's on our website uh, going... now. Nice. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Our, our first episode um, is with... Um, Inside the Rains, Aaron Fisher and Ellen Toland, the stars of the film and the director. And Lauren, we brought you in because we wanted to have you to interview this acting icon, this Hollywood legend, wow. Eric Eric Roberts, who will be uh, Skyping into Below the Belt show to talk about Inside the Rain,
2: awesome. um,
1: which I don't know if you got a chance to see it, Lauren, but it was a great film. Um, but Lauren, I know you're in a film with Eric, so I can't wait. Yeah. We'll see. We'll actually save that. Winner calls in to talk about that film. Um, so uh, we're, we're just happy to have you on BTB to talk For about sure. all this. And of course, sure. uh, I'm enjoying all your TikTok videos, Lauren. I uh, mean,
3: what else is there to do? There's no movies. <laughs> so I'm a yeah. TikTok star now.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you you're in, you're, my make, mom?
1: you're making anywhere? your mom this? Yes. You're, you're actually making your mom a star. Yes. A YouTube star. That's amazing. Yeah,
3: we did actually, we, we reacted to this uh, Jollibee commercial that went viral in the Philippines. So very That's exciting.
1: my peoples, yes! I love <laughs> hearing that. Thank you. Yes. Mahakita. <laughs> yes, thank you. Mahakita, yes. I how did they talk to you too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that means I love you. Yeah.
4: yeah, I know. I know
1: what it means. <laughs> oh, no, you're touching this a little bit of Tagalog. So Lauren, if we could, we're going to talk a little Just some headlines in in the world of entertainment As we're kind of talking through our opinions We just just started talking about Ruby Rose Giving up um, the lead role in Batwoman um, On the CW network Which I'm kind of shocked Apparently she had friction with the crew She couldn't take the long hours But she's like the star of the show Why walk away from a hit show on cw i mean i i, I think there's more of the story that they're not telling us but i don't know why anyone would walk away from a hit show uh, as a lead
3: that's yeah that's i feel bad about that because i like her i like her a lot but this is you know show business there's no business like it
1: <laughs> yeah she um the great orange new black a lot of people were criticizing that she wasn't a great actress I don't know. I mean, I guess I haven't seen enough of her work to kind of – the General, I know you're a big fan of Batwoman. How,
3: and I'm a huge fan of Orange is the New Black. I mean, yeah. I mean, Taryn Manning is just like, oh, she's just – yeah. So
1: I personally I, I love Taryn. I know you work with Taryn recently. Yeah.
3: I got to play her best friend.
1: So just, you know. How, how cool, cool is that?
3: It was like a dream come true. It's just like, oh, my God. I love it. Yeah.
1: That is so cool. Gen- yeah, uh, General, you actually yeah. – General, you actually are a Batwoman fan, aren't you?
2: Well, kind of haven't really seen much of it this. You know, I saw the first two episodes and they were good. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I always liked her. I liked her. I loved her in Orange is the New Black. I know some people didn't, but uh, I thought she was great. And yeah, I mean, it's always a shame because I was legit excited when they announced her. Her being that woman at first, because yeah. because of that, and she
1: fits the yeah. character. You know, they wanted because mm-hmm. the character is lesbian. They wanted to yeah. get a lesbian actress in that role. To you know, they want they don't want to upset you know people you know certain groups that would be offended if they cast the cast a straight actress to play a gay actress or whatever. But um, I'm curious who can replace Ruby Rose. You know, because I like consistency in my you know shows like. I mean, are you going for I'm a similar? Like maybe like voice? Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres.
4: <laughs> yeah, <I'd> watch <laughs> I watch it. I watch that too. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, good. that's a good
1: casting choice. Are you alluding that she looks similar to Ruby Rose, or no? What?
4: No, I'm saying like you said you wanted somebody like who's like a lesbian. That's
1: right. Yeah, I, I guess that's a really important aspect. They they yeah. don't want to offend anybody, so they want to, you know. Um... General, you still there? Oh, General stepped out for a bit. Probably. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. So, uh, Star Trek, um, as you know, the Discovery was a huge uh, hit on CBS. They're doing Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, which is a spin off of that, which is going to um, revolve around um, James T. Kirk as Captain. Um, so, the young Captain Kirk um, and a young um, Spock. Um, so, I guess this is kind of like with the success of the Picard series and Discovery, um, we're going to get a third Star Trek series within um, that universe. So um, Star Star Trek was always like below for me uh, than Star Wars. I was always a big Star Wars fan. Um, General, were you a Star Trek
2: guy? I didn't really watch it that much. I liked Star Wars more. Although a lot of that was... uh, because I could, I could appreciate the fact that Star Trek was a lot more cerebral, I think, than Star Trek than Star Wars was. Like Star Wars was more about like, you know, big shootouts and you know, big spaceships uh, right. fighting and everything. And Star Trek was more about like ideas. Which, uh, but then again, I mean, I still didn't watch it that much, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were
4: either like a Star Wars fan or a Star Trek fan, but not really.
2: Both. Yeah, yeah, you're right,
1: actually, because I do know some huge Star Trek fans, which how can you not love Star Wars? I don't, Lauren, didn't oh, you dress I up? Mean, Lauren, you dressed up as Princess Leia, I think. Yeah, um, I, in
5: your
3: I just, video. of course. Always. That's my uh, hero as a child, was Princess Leia.
4: Oh, I can see I that like video. Yeah.
1: I know, right? Which costume was it? Was it the slave? The slave of it? course it was the slave. Oh, heck oh, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like sweet God, I love it. Is this somewhere in the archives of uh, your oh. YouTube page? You yeah, all it. over okay. YouTube. What? That's yeah. the only time I supported slavery. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the only time.
1: You're funny. That's good, Chacha. I'm glad you don't support support the other kind of slavery. Right now,
4: that's, that's the only one.
1: <laughs> that's good. That's a really good one. Um, all right. So, American Isles in the books, guys. Um, I actually, embarrassingly enough, did tune in. As you know, they had to do their performances from their houses. Um, the judges, Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and, um, and Lionel Richie, were at their houses. And, you know, Ryan Seacrest was in his garage, he said. So, uh, Just Sam um, was the winner. She's from New York City. She used to sing in subways. Oh, wow. Um, like like cool. panhandling for, for tips. Yeah. You know? And and she was chosen by America as the winner of American Idol. And Chacha, I sent you the link of We Are the World. Uh they did a really cool
4: transition. Um, yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. They had um some of the, the big contestants over the years, like Ruben Studdard and um Kelly Pickler and, and uh Fantasia. And then they brought in like the current contestants and Katy Perry chimed, in. it was really good, you know.
4: Yeah, they were going through like I think it was New York City, I guess, an empty New York City, and they were showing oh. like um, the different artists singing like on the sub, like you know, projected on the subway and on side of buildings, right. that kind of stuff. So it was a cool way to do it, not being able to actually film them in person somewhere.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. I thought they were good. That but... so
4: during these shows. I guess they just all sang from their homes.
1: That's right. They gave so that every
4: me, like kind of because it was always cool seeing on American Idol when they did the big performances with like the backup singers and like the um you know sometimes they would have like fireworks going off or whatever like like it was always cool to see how they made them look like big time stars like on the stage like towards the end. so I guess they couldn't do that this season, right?
1: Not really. I mean, that you could get creative with the backgrounds to the degree, but everybody got pretty much identical um, technical setups. They had like the what do you call it, the beauty ring the the, the... yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had that. I know it's like a lot of people had those lights. Um so Nicole Eggert to... had. We met her. Nicole met her. Eggert, yeah, she did yeah. have that. At you know? that Comic-Con. That's right. So um, The beauty light. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlight, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot, some people were talking about Ryan Seacrest. So they said that he didn't look healthy hmm. um, um, during the finale, of that his right eye seemed to be enlarged. And he slurred his speech. He like, messed up his words because... Seacrest is known for being very articulate. You know, I've seen him on the red carpet. He is, and he actually—I noticed he did slur a couple words. I don't know who, there, but apparently his team is saying that he is okay. He's healthy. Um, he didn't suffer a stroke or anything like that. So, I mean, he's, he's like okay. the
4: hardest worker. Like,
1: oh hospital.
4: God, yeah, hustler. Yeah,
1: yeah, such a hustler. He's like you, Lauren, he, from New York to L.A. and L.A. to New York. Like you gotta do it. You gotta you
3: gotta hustle.
1: Yeah, he would do his uh, morning show with Kelly Ripa, um, you know, live with uh, Kelly and Ryan, and then go to L.A. to do American Idol. You know, it's like yep. insane. Yep. Gotta yep. do it all.
5: <laughs> do it all.
1: The Voice did very uh, something very similar to American Idol, which you kind of have to during these times. Uh, Todd Tillman of Team Blake. Um, one of the voice. Um, and if you're a fan of Kristen Cavallari's reality show, Very Cavallari, it won't be returning. Um it's uh which she's actually um splitting from her husband, Jay Cutler. Um they That's filed for sad. Yeah, after seven years of marriage. So that might have to do a lot for the cancellation of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, which kinda of makes sense I guess. It's
3: hard. Relationships are so hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, f- speaking from experience, Lauren. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. But you try to keep that on the deal with your fans. I've noticed, you don't kind of talk about Well, the
3: thing is, if I start dating a guy, the guy gets death threats or, you know, it's just fans oh, wow. go. Yeah. It's you, know, you want to keep a certain part, especially for acting too. You want to keep a certain part of your life private and, uh, you just you gotta have that personal life at the same time. So, right. but the fans are great. And, uh, they, they had birthday recently and they, I got flowers and all types uh, of gifts. Oh, wow. So I was just so grateful because I'm by myself here. So it was nice to have,
4: I was like, Oh, I kind of have a birthday. Don't tell your fans that <laughs> <laughs> you're by yeah. yourself. If they're well, given like I, your... I boyfriend yeah. death threats and stuff oh
1: right yeah because of that right yeah. <laughs> but of course like security lot... guards in your house with you right yeah you gotta, you gotta, good, good. You gotta feel bad for people in general that have birthdays during this time you know it's hard yeah. it's
3: hard uh. it was a hard birthday it was very lonely it's a lonely birthday you got your doggy. i know i got my dog
2: got so, my did dog. you do any did you do anything distinctive at all for your birthday
3: i live streamed I live streamed oh, well, my go. birthday. That was fun. Um, I did a lot of. I did a, a tanning live stream with a tanning company, Miami Gorgeous, and uh, I, you know, I got in a bikini for the first time this year, and I, you know, yeah, I, put I, the, I
2: I gotta ask what a tanning live stream is, because don't you pretty much sit still when you tan?
3: Well, not when you put the fake tanner on. You got to show people uh, oh. how to apply it, because because <laughs> gotcha. otherwise, if I, I had a. Oh no. I, the the woman who showed me how to do it was uh she's like the desperate housewives makeup artist so she is an expert on how to apply this tanning lotion it's a very, uh, there's a, there's an art to it otherwise okay. yeah otherwise you might be orange or spotty
5: <laughs> can you show <laughs> us yeah
3: uh well i don't i have a I have a show tomorrow so okay. i can't i can't i don't want to get i don't want to do it i don't want to do it on live but okay. it works maybe the yeah. next time i'm on yeah. here i'll have my bikini on and okay, yeah and,
4: plan
1: that. we're
4: not
3: opposed yeah.
1: to that lauren
4: we're not. <laughs> it's, it's been a long it's been a long quarantine yeah we want to
1: <laughs> lauren and i had the, yeah yeah and um
4: zadie <laughs> in a bikini you know right <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that yeah the actually, you in the background, is that like somebody jumping in, like at the ocean? Where, oh, okay. yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Are you, is that like a skin dipping, or what is that?
3: That's me doing a dance move into the ocean, the waves.
1: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, <laughs> you got some company, or is that the TV? So, oh, it's your kids, General. Kids?
2: Of course, general. General, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could actually hear that. Yes, you can hear. <laughs>
1: everything
2: in that haunted house, general. Oh man.
1: <laughs> so this is a fun uh, controversy topic, I guess, to talk about. So Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette apparently said the N word in an Instagram live video, but it was lyrics of a song. Yeah. So she was singing the lyrics to Rockstar by The Baby. And apparently, a lot of people were all up in arms. Even Rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette, um, say that you can't give people a pass for this. You, you know, Non-black people should not feel okay about saying the N-word. It's wrong. And you should feel disgusted when you say that word. So it was lyrics. It, I, guess, I mean, I, I saw the video. Obviously, when you post something, if you delete it, somebody's going to screenshot it or record it. So you always have to be careful about what you say exactly when you live stream, especially. Exactly. But yeah, I, that was a, that was a bad judgment call on Hannah. I mean, this is 2020. We all know it's not never right. Even if the lyrics of a song, it's just not right to say the word, you know, yeah. she should have known better. Um, she apologized, but again, I think she should
4: apologize for having a shitty taste in music. <laughs> I think that should be the, the biggest apology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, some girl in the Bachelor like singing the lyrics to a, a real song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, if, she, if she's calling is. somebody that, you know, I think that's totally wrong. But like, I'm sure it was an A on the end, and like she was singing lyrics like. She was singing the lyrics. Correct. Yeah.
1: But apparently, you don't get a pass if you're not black, supposedly. Well, Can't. That's a, that's considered, um, yeah, forbidden. Um, and other I social media. Twitter, the
4: um, outrage about something that's shocking. Yeah,
1: this is another interesting related to social media controversy. Another controversy. So Elon Musk tweeted that people should take the red pill, and then Donald Trump's daughter Ivanka Trump retweeted and said taken. So that means um, Ivanka is also taking the red pill. So um, Lily Wachowski of The Matrix, as you know, she, me of the Wachowski brothers, um, transitioned to a, fo- a woman. <clears throat> simply replied with "fuck both of you." Um, <laughs> so if you're a conservative and you quote the well, Matrix, the whole,
2: the whole Red Pill, Red Pill thing. I yeah, mean, that's please, like, please, that's your. That's like that's like some kind of like incel <laughs> men's rights bullshit. If I remember correctly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's basically, yeah, I can, I can understand why Lily Wachowski said, what, what, is it Wachowski can, or Wachowski?
1: Wachow, well, uh, Wachowski, yeah, Wachowski. Um, so the, apparently and right, but for right wing, um, parlance, taking the red pill has become slang for taking a conservative political view, um, so it has nothing to
3: do with the, the man's thing. Gotcha. No,
1: it does. No, it like, well, I mean, I
4: does. Other... I don't think if Ivanka said it, I don't think for the men, well, right?
2: It's a, every, 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 every other thing that I've seen written about taking the red pill is a bunch of, well, assholes on Reddit. Who right. are always And it's always about like, uh, like a bunch of incel bullshit. And so yeah. it's... Uh, Maybe they're trying to uh, maybe conservatives are trying to, like, broaden its reference more. But uh, I don't know. It's
4: uh, I mean, is, is Elon Musk like um, some kind of men's rights guy.
2: Maybe he is. I don't know. He just
5: yeah. had a
4: baby.
3: He just had a baby.
1: Yeah. With uh, Grimes. I love
3: Grimes.
1: I cannot, for some reason, I can't picture them two together, but they're really a couple. I mean, they don't look like a couple when you look at them. Like, he's very conservative. He's this brainy. You know, she's very edgy, tattoos. It's like someone you wouldn't see dating each other, you know? She's like or, a
3: mythical creature. He's so lucky.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. see her is, now. Yeah. And the, ba- the baby's name apparently is not using the English alphabet. It's like, it's like out there. <laughs> uh, crazy it's not like jennifer no, it's not jennifer or michael <laughs> or jason or anything common it's it's like i don't know it's like uh, something crazy i don't <laughs> can't even pronounce yeah. it um we do have a couple of uh, people that we have to say goodbye to people that have passed away big names in hollywood entertainment Include Fred Willard. Um, yeah, um I Love that's that Comic a and Actor. Yeah. Yeah. This is Spinal Tap, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, Anchorman, um All the Christopher
2: Guffman. Guest stuff, yeah. He He was in this um really, really hysterical show called uh, Review, which uh, was on Comedy Central a bunch of years ago. But that was the funniest thing I remembered seeing him in recently. Yeah.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, rest in peace, um, Willard uh, Ken Osmond, known for his uh, role as Eddie Haskell on *Leave It to Beaver*, oh, uh, yeah. passed away. Chachi, Chachi, I know you you watched *Leave It to Beaver*. Yeah, I, I did
4: it as a kid. Yeah, you know, um, reruns.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's certainly uh, sad. So he was like I, a smart
4: ass he would kiss the ass of um, Beaver's mother. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were lucky enough to uh, interview Beaver on uh, Below the Belt show at that. Yeah, Yeah, Wally and Beaver. Yeah, Wally and Beaver. Yeah, (laughs) that was kind of uh, iconic. Jerry Mathers. Jerry Mathers, that's right. That's right, Jerry
2: Mathers.
1: A Scarface actor by the name of Gino Silva had passed away. uh, Known for playing the silent assassin who took down Tony Mantana. That's a very pivotal scene in um, Scarface had passed away. Um, John Maine, a veter- ver- <clears throat> veteran character actor um, who played law enforcement, military types in L.A. Confidential and uh, One False Move had passed away. Now, this one's really sad because she was only 54. Lynn Shelton, she's mm-hmm. a director of GLOW, New Girl, Little Fires Everywhere. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, do you know who Lynn Shelton is? Yeah. Yeah, she uh, had a blood disorder. Um, and she was actually, um, she was in a relationship with Mark Maron. Mark Maron was uh, the star of Glow Chachi. He's the, um, you know, famed, um, he was the, per- he plays the promoter. On, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mark
3: Maron's so nice. What a great guy. Ah, I feel so what, bad for him. You've, you've, met, him or what yeah. you've met him? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've met him. I met him at Just for Laughs. And he was just so cool and down to earth. Like we were all hanging oh, cool. out. Like just a cool oh. guy.
1: You gotta feel bad for Mark. Yeah, like, it's gotta be oh, she's hard. Really
4: funny on the show.
1: Yeah, and also due to blood um, illness or blood disorder, is Phyllis George, one of the first leading um, female sports broadcasters. Uh, she passed away at the age of seventy. Yeah. Mm. Um, now these are sad. The following are really sad because they're very young people, um, and you know, obviously with life ahead of them. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Twilight film franchise, Gregory Tyree Boyce died at the age of 30. Um, Apparently, him and his girlfriend were found dead in their Las Vegas condo. That's very disturbing. Obviously, they have to do an investigation. Um, It might be very similar to how Acton Hagen-Mills passed away. He was in Baskets. He died in a Um, murder-suicide. Apparently... It was attempted. He actually shot his ex-girlfriend, but she survived. She's in stable condition. Turned a gun on himself and shot himself and killed himself. Unfucking believable, guys. Uh, the guy was uh, 29 years old. He he was on Baskets with Zach Galifianakis. It's on a great show. Um, really, really sad. Really, really sad. Also, um, Melissa Etheridge's uh, son. Beckett at the age of 21 passed away from opioid addiction and opioid addiction is, is a very, very uh, serious problem right now. Guys, they just found out also that Logan Williams from the flash on CW had died. He was only 16 years old, died. Yeah. That's an all overdose.
2: Man. God, that's crazy. Really sad. So,
1: so, so unbelievably, unbelievably sad. And this one really breaks my heart, guys. As a WWE long-time WWE fan, um, <clears throat> Chad Gaspard, who was in the tag team of Crime Time, had um, moved on to do acting gigs. Um, he was in Los Angeles, in Venice Beach, with his uh, his wife and his son. So apparently, he was in a strong current uh, near Venice Beach, um, and apparently, he told lifeguards to rescue his son first his 10 year old son first oh my god they saved his son's life wow and 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 shad um got caught in a second current oh
5: and man. they had
1: a long search for him for a couple days guys and they just found a body um actually yesterday actually was it today or yesterday? Today, actually. Just today, today, yeah, today, this morning. They just found a body, and they confirmed it to be of Shad Gaspard, former WWE superstar, um, actor. Um, he apparently was also a TMZ correspondent as well. Um, so TMZ, you know, they, they took it to heart as well. The whole entire WWE universe is very, you know, has been taking it really tough as well. So, um yeah, that was a, definitely a sad uh, sad weeks for those that have passed on in the entertainment industry, Chach. So, rest in peace to everybody that we've mentioned. And, Very uh, sad. Yeah. And Chach, you've been watching a documentary called Dark Side of the Ring. They just had the uh, season two finale, which pretty much talks about, as you know, WWE or wrestlers in general uh, have the tendency to have their lives taken away by either tragedy of sorts, um, heart attacks, um, steroid abuse. Um, we just mentioned Shai Gaspard. Uh, that's accidental drowning. Um, they talked about Sounds Owen self-inflicted. Hart. Self-inflicted. Yep, that's Chris Benoit. Owen Hart died in a stunt. The top of the ring fell to his death, released his uh you know, pulley, yeah, yeah, and died um, performing a stunt for the WWE. And they talked about that and the season um, two finale, right? Of of Dark Side of the Ring, right? Yeah, Church? I haven't
4: seen that yet. But yeah, Unhart died in front of the whole um, audience, and they thought it was part of the act because he was always kind of like, you know, like klutzy or whatever in his character as, as this, like, you know, blue blazer superhero type of character with the mask. So they thought right. him falling was, like, part of the act, but they didn't know that he fell, and like, I, I guess he hit, hit his head on the turnbuckle or whatever as he fell and, like, broke his neck.
1: Yeah, so but they interviewed... Found- They interviewed Martha Hart, his wife, who apparently refuses to let him get inducted into the Hall of Fame because he feels she feels that they're responsible for his death, which they are. I mean, the company that, you know, invented that, developed that rig is. But uh, um, they also chose to continue the show after he died. Imagine that one of your performers dies in the middle of the ring. You remove his body and you continue to wrestle. With other wrestlers. Isn't it's it a hard... Awesome? It's, it's I a mean, tough it's
4: call. a it's hard... A it, I mean, they always say the show must go on no matter what, and, like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, and I'm sure it's happened with um, sporting events before.
1: Yeah, you know, Cirque du Soleil, I remember reading um, reading something about a Cirque du Soleil performer that he fell, but, you know, they transported him or whatever. They just decided to continue the show.
4: I mean, Owen Hart was a huge professional. I mean, he probably would have wanted it that way. I, don't, I can't speak for him, but... But it's a really good documentary. I mean, they go through the Benoit, like, murder-suicide thing. Um, They go through Macho Man and Elizabeth and, like, their off-camera, like, you know, relationship. And, like, you know, a few murders that happened, like, in the 80s with different um, promotions. Wrestlers that got murdered by, like, other wrestlers or other people. Mm -hmm. It's real interesting. Like, um, it's a cool documentary.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to catch up, Chachi, because I know you just finished season one. I'm and trying we to finish
4: are... um, The Last Dance with uh, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls.
1: Yes, how excellent. is that, man? I'm General, the have final episode it?
4: now, a 10-part um, show. Yo!
1: Oh, oh, yes, that. Right. Perfect timing, guys. Let's go ahead and introduce on Below the Belt show, Hollywood legend, actor extraordinaire whose career has spanned decades. <laughs> and we're so happy to have him on below the belt show guys the one and the only eric roberts eric it's so good to have you on btb
2: mr eric roberts
1: and if we could introduce i think you might know someone in the room but i'm al soto we have chachi mcfly we have mike the general zod right and um we have an actress who actually appeared in your film eddie do you remember the one and only Lauren, Eric. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> hey, Eric. Good to see you. So good wa- to see you. We wanted this to be a surprise for you, Eric. Thank you. It's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, did you guys work together? I know you're in the same project, but do you guys work directly together?
3: Um, well, I was there when he was filming. I didn't work in any scenes with Eric, but I, I was there when he was filming, and I went to uh, his son's show, which was amazing. His son's an amazing singer. is uh, he
0: fabulous I said, isn't he fabulous? I'm yeah, sure. yeah,
3: over. yeah. He's great. He's he's really really great. And I got to to go to his, his son's show. Who is he still in New York or? You
0: know, he's, in he, he's in Nashville right now.
3: Oh yeah yeah. He was all he was awesome. So that was so cool. that was fun.
1: That is amazing. Tell us about Eddie. I guess that we brought it up. Let's talk a little bit about that film.
3: Eric was uh, amazing to it. He uh, flew in and, and shot a whole lot of stuff in, in one day and in New York and he just he he brought so much to the to the role he's he played it's the the role was the the role of the director and it's just it was like he rehearsed for months but he just came there did it was was awesome the chemistry was was amazing between him and the the lead actor the the lead actor was trying to go out for a show and and Eric nicely tells him that he was right for it but now you know he got a little bit too old so it was a nice, it was a very nice, it was a lot of nice moments in there.
0: My new press agent,
1: ladies and gentlemen, thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is something we can, we can hopefully see in
3: 2020? Yes, definitely, definitely. There's actually, we're talking to distributors right now. So hopefully soon, hopefully we'll be on the show again talking awesome. about it.
5: <laughs> very
1: we exciting. Do, we do have to talk about a film. We actually had Aaron Fisher and Alan Toland on last week. And yeah. um, Eric is a part of this amazing film called Inside the Rain, which is a very similar to the film that he worked on with uh, Lauren. Uh, you're playing a film producer-director uh, also uh, uh, <laughs> in Inside the Rain, which is great. Uh, how, how did you like your experience on that film,
0: Eric? Inside the Rain was just fun for me. It was just a fun little part. I had a day's work in it to help him out, and it was just a joy. Like, I made the movie. What's the subject matter? I... I I think it's important, and I think it's not discussed enough, and I think uh, there are one, two, three, four, five of us here talking, probably two of us at least are on some kind of psychotropic drug like a Prozac kind of a thing, I'm not what I used to be, so, so uh, it's an important issue to talk about and understand and to uh, to share with each other, and just, and just the fact that it's so prevalent in our society that uh, we need to understand what and who we're talking to
1: yes absolutely a very very sensitive such subject dealing with mental illness and um so, so you could actually relate to this somehow eric i mean this is something that you know or, or things that you've battled in your past
0: i spent close to six years off and on on psychotropic drugs like exactly that kind of thing and uh had a bad effect on me. So I'd be trapped in a phone booth with a microphone. It was too loud. It was just very weird for me. It was not It was not productive. So I gave it up after many mishaps with it. Uh, it, it, uh, it made me behave badly. It made me behave peculiarly. And, uh, and then I did my homework after the fact on them. And I realized during the Bush administration, all those drugs weren't weren't regulated. So God knows what I was taking. Because they were still experimenting too, so, uh, but uh, but then I I you know I got through it, so I understand that world. So when this movie came up, oh what a great thing we uh, get to show the masses what this is.
2: Uh. So is that is that the same kind of like decision making process you go through when you're choosing roles? Like uh, do you do you find stuff that you can you know that kind of with something in the subject matter that resonates to you
0: it can go from a, a something that grown up to where's the location it, 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 there's there's like all kinds of reasons why i make movies now because also i'm not the star of all my movies anymore i make hundreds of movies that are just appear yeah. i'm there for a day or four days or seven right. days but i'm not there for a week or a month or a year you know you know with my involvement and uh, and uh, yeah
4: now, do you enjoy that more, just getting like a taste of different movies and being able to like be like different, like so many different characters in one year, instead of instead of doing like just one movie for like half a year or whatever?
0: Well, in 2003, people started calling me directly, and by 2008, everybody around the world could afford a camera, and they had, and they were making movies, and they were calling. So I was offered parts I would never be offered otherwise. I would never even even think to want. So it's like what fun, let's go do this. Or let's go in and do this. Or or let's go to China and do this. And so I my wife and I saw the world for free and had a great time. And uh, and I saw every level of filmmaking, but the one thing they all have in common is every movie, every production is somebody's child, somebody's mm-hmm. infant. And, they need this. and uh you must take them all that seriously. That's what I learned.
4: That's cool. <laughs> yeah, plus getting like a big actor like you gives the, the um, movie credibility, and people will check it out where they might not have otherwise. Well,
0: so that's I think it's all, great. That's that's what they're hoping for. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think they're giving me a little a little a little too much credit. But I'll take it.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, is there a project you'll turn down um, other than a scheduling conflict? Hey, uh,
0: hey hey come on! Don't
2: make me sound cheap. Well, you did do Human Centipede 3, so... (laughs) What did you say? You did do Human Centipede 3, so...
0: I saw the first two and I thought, God, if they ever do another one, I want to be in it. And then I <laughs> had my wife's man to call them. I mean that Against my movie. will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the grossest movie ever made. Yeah. I, want to be a, I, I don't want to be a gross part of it, but I want to be in it.
4: Okay, you weren't, you so, weren't like
0: sewn together with somebody, were you? What? What? What?
4: You, you weren't together. actually sewn together with somebody on the movie, yeah.
0: were you? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> i am having an issue with it, you know. Okay, and, uh, okay, good. good. If just, you
1: could be sewn with an actor of your choice, Eric, who would you <laughs> choose? God. Just to be in that movie. I mean, I.
0: <laughs> well,
1: if
6: if you could choose an actor to be sewn with, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible question.
0: <laughs> the only the only one I know I could I could I could put up with would be. Uh-huh. You who? My wife, I could be so, because my wife is the kindest person I ever met, let alone kissed. So I've gotta be sewn together with somebody. It needs to be somebody kind.
4: Is that your wife next to you that you're talking to?
0: No, that's Pat. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the lovely Eliza, right? Here. Come here, Eliza. Sit right here. Okay, well, I don't want to cross over to that. side. You over. get I love
4: it. Now. That's Hi, a Eliza. Smart, very smart answer.
1: <laughs>
4: Here I come for a second. Go. Hey. <laughs>
1: Hi, Eliza.
3: Hi.
1: How's Hello. Going? Hey. Thanks, thanks for setting this up with Eric. This is great. Nice this to is meet fantastic. You. No. Yeah.
6: You <laughs> <laughs> guys are so fun.
1: <laughs>
6: how are you guys doing in the quarantine? We for the last few days, didn't we?
1: Yeah. How, how's, how's handling the quarantine for both of you?
0: quarantine. Well, you know, we're 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 doing all kinds of stuff. We're trying to shop. That's hard. Uh shopping is hard. You uh you make orders and you get substitutes without asking them for. It. They just have to substitute. So you ask for egg whites and you get dozen eggs. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just how to make do. And uh but it's 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 a real dilemma. I mean, it's a real issue and we all have to act like it even even though we can't see it and we can't feel it, it is a war. And we have to win it because it has to mm-hmm. end. we can't let it, you know, ease on over time, over time because we don't really deal with it now. We've gotta deal with it. We gotta we gotta keep social distancing. Right. Oh whatever somebody happened. But, but you know, it's just I, I thought that was actually,
1: when, when do you think uh, Hollywood will reopen Eric
0: election. any predictions for a, for a Friday night though everybody's got to be grown up and just relax and yeah we're not making money we're not eating what we want to eat we're not going where, 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 where we want to go hopefully we're with somebody we like to kiss but <laughs> oh. we don't have our choices but we have to be grown ups we have to end this
1: yeah so- absolutely
0: yeah when that's
2: do- the issue when- you're talking about like um all, you know, the prevalence of psychotropic drugs, because a situation like this, I mean, it takes a certain kind of personality to like truly like, you know, if you're like really uh, an introvert, this is this is a great thing. Like, uh, But I imagine for you and a lot of people in your profession, you're extroverts. That's what you like to do. You like to be out and see people and do things. And so I can imagine how incredibly difficult and isolating it must be specifically for that reason.
6: You know what's funny, though? Um, as much as we spend time out, actually, we usually say when we go to an event or award show or an after party, that yes. we're yes. gathered in Love a room all
1: those, by the way,
6: with thousands of people who don't want to be there.
1: Because <laughs> That's true. Okay.
6: Social phobias in artists are pretty prevalent. He, he was saying, he was saying, I'm just except when I'm touring. I'm doing pretty much what I wanted to do all the time <laughs> anyway, which is just like pull up at home and avoid everything and do it electronically. But there is a thing about that you don't have a choice. I mean that that definitely is it's a little claustrophobic. But we don't even believe in war at all. But we do believe in a war against the virus. It's,
1: not,
6: oh. it's where we yeah. draw our vegan line.
1: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, I experienced the vegan. Uh, Cuisine to the Screen Actors Guild Award. I was just there in uh, January. Uh, well, you must have been elated that the award shows have been going vegan.
6: Very. Yeah, that's cool. cool.
1: Yay!
6: <laughs> 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 of course, that's of course that's so different because, like, look who's cooking for you. So you can be like, yeah. you know, the biggest meat and fish eater in the world. You just probably think that's is
2: delicious. You're like, uh, what's your favorite vegan recipe, I, either of you?
6: Oh, I have a bunch, but let's hear about him. Uh,
0: I don't really have any favorites. Yes, you do. Okay, I'll tell you what his
6: favorite is. He likes whole wheat pizza covered in chopped tomatoes with vegan cheese and a bunch of broccoli and cauliflower thrown on top, and then he'll use some plant-based fake meat and put it on there so that he has you know, the feeling of sausage or whatever. you know?
1: The texture, yeah. But mm-hmm. knocking on the
6: computer. And you know, he lives on that. And think about it; it's a whole food. But there was nothing bad in that. But he kind of, he kind of lives on that. That's his favorite. Our husband.
0: housekeeper does a great thing for me. Uh, she she gets a huge amount of broccoli. She uh, she steams it and then chops it up. So it's all kind of chopped up, and she puts it in a big bag. And I have it all week to eat on everything. He puts it on everything. Yeah.
1: What made what made you decide to go vegan? Both of you, the one of you influenced the other.
0: I cannot tell a lie. I am not an honest vegan. Uh, I I I'm an I'm, I'm an honest vegan when I'm in when I'm with her. In quarantine. Uh, so
2: so I guess for the past two months you've been pretty honest.
0: I'm not a real vegan. I mean I I have to be honest about that. I will I will eat an occasional creature. And um, he
6: didn't after he <laughs> read, read Skinny Bitch and Skinny Bastard. That those was rough. Books,
0: that was rough. Then
6: that was he was done with that.
0: that
6: I I've been doing this since
0: childhood yeah, she's always been.
6: I mean, ah. before there was the word vegan just you know animals they're afraid by it. i just don't want anything to suffer Just for the a, virus
0: she's an old hippie you know yeah <laughs> awesome
1: erica we got to talk about the uh, recent work on um kidding how did you enjoy your experience working with jen Kerry? right
0: he's a he's a he's a buddy of mine and uh cool and, and uh and he called me and said, "Would I be doing this?" And I said, "Well, actually, he and I did a movie together.
1: How long ago?" The uh, cable guy, maybe. Long time ago. said,
0: know. "We we uh, we in this movie with me, sure." And so, so we had <laughs> history of having already worked together. So he calls me again. Eric, come do this thing for me. Sure, dude. So I did. And uh, I would do anything for Jimmy Carr. He's a cool cat. And
6: we love Captain Keener. That, that yeah. kidding is intense. I mean, it I just,
1: as it. As Eric, I Eric, you probably rarely audition now. Is that true? I mean, no, that, just off. Opt- Is it these?
0: What happened was we, uh, you know, the old guys when I started, when I was young, are all dead now, and all the guys who are my age and then are all really old, and so we have all the youngsters now running the show, right? And so, and so, when everything went to HD, we had a whole generation who had never seen an Eric Roberts movie. So like, hey, how about Eric Roberts for this? Great, will he read? and there's like, oh god, I'm and everybody's all all like nervous about it. Will you read? Will you read? Oh my god, sure I'll read. Reading's fun. And it also it also reminds you that you have to do homework. You have to go get ready to go be an actor. Right. And it's so much fun to be an actor, dude. It is so much fun. It is. We got did,
6: a- forgetting though. He didn't he that was that was an offer. It, it, very weird to kind of be in, straddling both, you know, three or four or five whatever gold nominations and an Oscar nomination, and then you're self-taping, and
0: you know, or else going into the room. Pretty crazy. Well, think about think about this. All kinds of famous people that when I think about them, I don't really know their work, and especially yeah, if yeah. I'm if I'm right. I, if I'm if I'm 30 years younger than I am now, I wouldn't know my work. I wouldn't know it. I just so yeah. You've got to read. It's way it good.
5: Okay. Do you have uh, any
3: tips tips for actors out there on how to get a career like yours? Because you're amazing.
0: Well, uh, she taught me something. She she uh, when when she met me, she 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 said, "You one thing we got to get up for staying together. You say no too much. Got yeah. to say no <laughs> to me about stuff to to your life about stuff. You say no too much." Start saying yes. And then I and then I would say no to pride. She said, What? Well, why don't you turn that down? I said, because I don't want to do this and this and this and this. But how about this and this and this and that? Well, yeah, okay, so say yes. So she started she she sort of reshaping my judgment patterns and my enjoyment for the word yes. And uh, and I just started having fun saying yes. And I started having fun. Making people happy, if you can believe that. Can I believe I said that? And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it she um we we have a great, happy, productive, fun, busy not in the middle,
6: but for advice for actors, because I mean most actors oh, yeah, so would, loved, would love to be in the city. Say yes or no, um, but you know we do we do coaching. We have this um, this system called Working Actor because double entendre because it's the actual work and then it's also the business. It's just kind of a holistic education. But um, nowadays, you know, it's like just do it. Submit yourself through you know make a profile on Actors Access. Submit yourself to Actors Access, sure, yeah. and then just like up a camera and just do it. write it. Do it. That's just gambling. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of being a victim. And you don't have to be a victim anymore. So it's just do it. Market it as best you can. Don't worry about the results because that's all bullshit anyway. You know, are we allowed to say that on this show? Of you course whatever, you are. You can ah, say can whatever say
1: the F you want. <laughs> <laughs> if you swear, swear away, please. Okay.
6: Yeah. So, you know, that would be that would be the advice. And and watch a bunch of stuff, you know, digest
1: it all. You know? My advice
0: oh, is just it. say yes. She taught me to say yes.
1: And say <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it seems like it's always also good to keep friendships, Eric, because you, you know, like you said, Jim Carrey just called you to say, hey, what are you doing? Can you do this gig? And um, Aaron Fisher actually told me that you guys uh, uh, met up for lunch or hung out outside of shooting inside the rain. So I think it's I think that's really key sometimes is keep those relationships
0: well, you know, it's, it's also because you, uh, not, it, it's not a direct analogy, but it is an analogy. When you're, when you're making a movie, you're on the front lines of your life and it's, and it's all time and money, time and money, time and money, mood and no sleep. That's how you live. And then, right. and, then and then, and then when you, and you, and so you, uh, you, uh, you, are uh, abound these friendships that are just, just unbreakable because you held tight together and you never talked about it, and you just did it. And you got through it. Hey, we got through it. Hey. And so you have something very unproductive in common and you love each other for it. And you always will. And and it's just a great thing to have. And that's what show business gives us. Are those that's relationships. Awesome.
1: So another friend of ours worked with you, Eric, and that's Johnny Alonzo on, fil- on the film called uh, Day of the Gun. Do you remember that uh, with I Wayne Shipley?
0: Alonzo. What a sweetie pie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great. He says hello. Uh, his question is, how is it like we're working with Wayne Shipley, as Wayne has also produced a lot of westerns since, um, you know, the f- Day of the Gun that you guys appeared in, and would you – be a part of their uh, next sequel, Bill Tillman uh, 2. <laughs> I don't know, that was his question, oh, so. So
6: we're, we're, Let me is, read it.
1: Let me read it. Is... Tell me. <laughs> So you'd be working with Wayne again on the, his next Western. We
6: love Wayne.
1: So we love Wayne. The
6: likelihood is yes.
1: Have him send it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll read it right away. I love <laughs> it. That's amazing. That is so cool. you the thing for that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So also, I want to know what's the likelihood, Eric, of uh, working opposite of Julie on anything.
0: You'll have to ask Julie. She's the boss. She's 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 a bigger star, so it's her choice. So so. so How
2: about what's make, the likelihood of you working with Emma? What? What's the likelihood of you working with Emma? Once again, you'll have to ask Emma. She's the bigger star. Oh, okay. <laughs> I work.
6: People, it would be a crowd pleaser, that's for sure, because people do act a lot. And you did work with Julia, on um, on. Um, not really Blood, with Blood
0: Red. I, I got a, her Screen Actors Guild card by a, in the
6: same movie.
0: putting her in a very bad movie, playing my baby sister.
6: Aww. Aww.
2: That's such a great
0: story. Yeah.
6: yeah.
0: It's a very bad movie. I do not recommend it. Yeah,
1: I don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm on. Um, I'm all all for this. Uh, Family reunion on screen, a scripted yeah,
4: three of them together.: Yes, so that awesome. would
1: be amazing.:
4: You, you set it up, I'll show up.
1: I'll write it) Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always say how um, you know your on-screen dad or brother doesn't look like your on-screen mother, and they don't look great. You guys look related, so it actually yeah. will work. Hey, sure. <laughs>
4: sure. You guys all get together for like holidays like Christmas Thanksgiving.
0: Well, we all have separate families, but uh, yeah, over the years, less and less. Yes, yeah, it
4: happens. Families. Yeah, sure. But you all get along pretty well, though, right?
0: Sure. Why not? Awesome.
3: Is everyone a vegan? No. <laughs> <laughs>
6: they they do enjoy a lot of vegan. <laughs> they have their time being being veganish.
0: Well, my chef. Also cooks for 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 my sister, so uh, my and, and and for my daughter. And uh, uh, oh, so, cool. So so we hear all about the menu. Oh. So what's your so favorite?
4: Eric. What's your what's your favorite project um, that Julia has done, and what's your favorite project that Emma has done that you've enjoyed watching? I mean
0: projects. I will leave out other projects. that I'll mean I don't mean to leave you out. have a favorite. No, no, I can't have favorites. No, no, no. <laughs> You can't take Step to the top by yourself, it's not fair. The other, well, I mean, drivers. pretty woman was pretty exceptional. Pretty woman was the that best was awesome. movie I've ever seen about just falling in love, it was the greatest movie. That's a classic. Not oh, God, yeah. has there been a star made in a movie like that?
1: Yeah, it's still holds do you, so, up. You. Do you like American Horror Story, Eric?
0: I love American Horror. Story. Are you kidding? Yeah, I, ask her. I love burger movies, I love burger shows. <laughs> And I let my daughter in that show.
2: Yes. <laughs> we all, we She's all do great in there. She's Look, so, <laughs> looking through your, well, I mean, you've done hundreds of movies. I I, I couldn't even begin to... This um, is your
1: IMDb, Eric. This is how yeah. thick your IMDb is. <laughs> I oh printed it. Really? It's a I notebook. I printed it. It's this thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God. I printed your entire IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> all, all,
0: record, all, my, like, all I bullshit aside and all... <laughs> All acting humble aside, all acting you know, virtuous aside, all that aside, it's the greatest job on the planet. And yes. I get to do it almost literally every single day. And it, it's I, I feel so – I got away with something, guys. <laughs>
4: Amazing. I mean, I mean, not only TV and uh, movies, but also music videos working with Joe ja Rule, Mariah Carey, The Killers. The Killers, yeah. Rihanna, Chris Cornell. I, I um,
0: got a I mean, a story amazing about that. Akon. I got a funny story yeah. for you about that. So yeah. the uh, The Killers call me, will you we do our video. No, I don't do videos. Yeah, Uh so then I'd like to tell the kids. Well, I don't know. my Told the killers no. They freak out. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what have you done, you idiot? God, damn it. You're, you're such a dumb mom. Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. So, so I, so I call them back. Killers. Uh, I, I know I put you down, but can I come back? <laughs>
5: That's <laughs> awesome.
0: And out of that,
5: came-
0: <laughs> that one number one. And then, and then a bunch of the videos I did, I am number one. So I became
1: Video Gold for a while. Yeah. Who knew? Wow. Yeah. Video Vixen, I love it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> being, being the um, fiance and the groom for I carry. Yeah,
2: yeah that's Very so nice. cool. Yeah. So, is there, you've pretty yeah. much
0: done every I mean, genre. A video wants to play her husband. Up <laughs> you know, on the set that morning, six in the morning, it's dark, you know. And she walks by me and stops and looks at me. Looks at me again and then walks away. And I
5: thought,
0: oh okay. You know. Well, he she comes back and I hear, Eric, you have to change your clothes. You have to get out of the suit and you have to put on this uniform. <laughs> but I'm not playing a cop. Yeah, you're playing a cop. No, I'm playing her husband. No, you're not playing her husband. Why? Why? Well, who's ever husband? Right. Why? Because they they change their minds. Let 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 somebody else tell you. What am I wife? And I say, Wife. I think I got fired and rehired in a weird way. What? Let, let, let her tell you.
6: So we're going to kill the person that he was going to play. And then I said, no, he's too fine to kill. Oh. <laughs> Part two, like there was, the like everyone, they kept him alive. He was a dumb CHP officer instead, a real dodo.
1: <laughs> With a gun. So you're a part of the DC Universe, uh, Eric, in The Dark Knight. How was your experience working on that amazing big blockbuster?
0: Well, if you're a movie geek, which I am, it was one of the most incredible experiences in the world because we shot all the Chicago stuff in Chicago. Then we're supposedly going to Pinewood Studios to, to to shoot all the Gotham City stuff. Well, I've been to Pinewood. I've shot there you know, 10, 14 times. You know.
1: We get a little feedback, Eric. What do I do? Do you
4: have any headphones, do you? Do you I have
1: any, head, uh, do have any headphones? We do, we do. Will that help? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it will. Are they headphones? Right. Head, yeah, that might help, actually. I got the, the mic left. on it. Right. Yeah. Grab those. Ones. Okay. Sure. Right. right back you guys. Okay. That's quite all right. Um, you might sounded have to repeat... like, yeah, yeah you,
2: you're gonna have to repeat that story. You're gonna have to repeat what you said. Yeah.
1: Uh, we can go back I mean, to the
2: dark thing. just based on your gestures. It sounded awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it we didn't hear awesome. any, we didn't hear any of that. <laughs> yeah. Eric.
1: I think you're ta- talking about going to Chicago and then going to the sound stage and then in London, yeah, sure. and then we lost you.
0: I yeah. talked about being a movie geek and where we shot, um. Uh, Dark night. It was incredible. I'll let you tell the whole story again when we get the headset.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. What nice. was your favorite American Horror Story scene, season? Well, let
4: me get the um, headphones
1: first. Yeah. Oh well, I figured while well, we have the we're, we have them on the air, we can, uh, no, we can ask them about fun one. No. I love watching
0: my kids, uh, I am, but the uh, the uh, the yes, first yeah. season was probably my favorite with her.
1: For the first season that Emma did, which yeah, was, was um, The Witches' Coven.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. Oh, she was fantastic in that. Okay, how are we doing with that? Can you hear them? Uh,
0: hello? Talk to me, guys. I don't oh, hear them much better.
1: Yeah, the, no No feedback. We should have done this a lot earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: okay, here's what I'm telling you. If you're a movie geek, which I am, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight was so cool because we shot all the Chicago stuff in Chicago. Then we're going to Pinewood Studios for all the Gotham City stuff. Okay, I've shot up Pinewood, you know, maybe a dozen times. It's, it's, it's no big whoop, but it's fun, you know. Okay, so we get there, but no, we're not going to Pinewood. It's undercover. We're going to the old Zeppelin hangar, which is 30 miles oh. north of London. It's been closed in 1920. But it's three stories tall, three football fields wide, and you walk in these big old doors, and suddenly there's Gotham City. And you're, wow. it is so cool, man. It's got the streets and the lights and the stores, the apartments, everything. It's mm-hmm. a city. It's a set, but it's a city, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's just magic. That's awesome. Did that yeah, you so work cool. with
4: um, Heath Ledger in any scenes? One more time. Did you work with Heath Ledger in any scenes? I I I,
0: I had uh, three scenes with Heath. Uh, one one was a big big group scene, with... All the bad guys and uh, 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 I've been told, you know, before we got there, oh, Heath is so many characters you can't get near him. He is the Joker. I thought that was weird. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I said, he's not at all like that. He's he's into his work, but he's very cool. In that uh, we had that had that big you know, bad guy meeting with all the bad guys. And oh, that's the, the pencil people. scene, right? Right. Like, and it's oh, that's
4: a out great out scene. Out yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's a three page monologue and he says it outright blah, 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 Stops in the rehearsal and says, How am I doing? We all applauded. And uh, you know, he was just a cool cat. He was really sweet, really approachable, and really normal. Wow. Normal. Nice. Yeah. yeah, he was a great actor. Well, you know what happened to him is is the same thing that happened to who was who was the uh, the blonde babe and her son who both died. Uh, in Florida. And Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith and her oh,
1: yeah. Same
0: thing happened to them. They were taking a psychotropic like a Prozac mm-hmm. and then a sleeping pill on top of that too much. Oh man. It was an honest accident. It wasn't drug abuse. It wasn't it wasn't anything. It was just a mistake. That's a big wow. loss. Ah, wow. It's a huge thing.
3: Wow, I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that could happen. That's good to know.
0: And they don't, they don't warn you. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. I learned What's all the so- negatives about psychotropics because I took them. They're horrible. They're just horrible. Mm-hmm. They almost yeah. ruined my life. <clears throat> so if you Hollywood, had
4: me, would you want to work with um, that you haven't worked with yet?
0: Uh, well, my favorite director who is still alive is Soderbergh.
1: Oh, Steven Stoderbergh, yes.
0: I really want to work for him. I would like him to tell me what to do for a couple of weeks sometime. Oh, awesome. He's so magnificent.
1: Yeah. You should tweet him. I think uh, that would start the campaign rolling. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the the only thing I have going against me is every actor on the planet, you know, 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 feels the same way I do about that. So there you have it. I can stand in line, buddies.
1: (laughs) How about Marty Scorsese?
0: money Scott, uh, yeah uh, well of course that'd be
1: another that'd be another one huh
0: that would be magnificent you know uh he he and i have a have a have a history together um way back when, way back when uh i read for him on a three four five times for uh, uh for what's it, last temptation less temptation. Les temptation of christ he offered me the part and I was advised not to take it by my oh. who said, "You can't play Jesus; it'll ruin." Oh you. wow! I didn't want to go in for it anyway to start with because you know it's Jesus. And he said, "No, you have to come to his attention because he will do other movies." But he, but you're not going to play Jesus, okay? I went an audition, audition, and I got it. And then he, and then he had me turn it down. And I actually, and and then Marty and I haven't spoken until I was at the opening of what's 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 uh, the the irishman uh, i was the opening yeah. of the irishman and i saw him and said hi and he was very sweet and said hi back but uh but you know as as you can see he hasn't called me since so.
5: oh.
2: oh damn well yeah, keep, that, there,
1: keep, the, keep that phone on there keep, keep it open so
2: <laughs> so so with the uh i guess uh Hundreds of roles that you've had. Is there any genre that you think you haven't done that you'd like to do? Like, I haven't thought about that. Like, is
0: there a genre I haven't done? I haven't yeah, thought,
1: that's a good question, actually. Yeah.
0: But but uh, but I thought you're gonna say, is there a genre I love? And there are a couple. Okay. But, well, we could go with that. That might be an easier. That's question
1: a good two part. I'd say that's a two part question.
0: I love I love the uh, the uh, the late twenties up to World War Two, from 1920 to 1939. That era, the clothes, the cars, the smoking, the drinking. <laughs> yeah. It
2: is, is all so great and yeah. also American.
1: Prohibition era, yeah. Yeah,
2: and we're almost living in a depression now. So <laughs> Sorry, that's a dark joke.
1: <sighs> and go back to your other question, General. A genre you haven't done, Eric. What haven't you done yet? Well, I haven't thought about that. What happened?
0: I I I haven't thought about it. Uh, Have you done the cheesy sitcom yet? Cheesy sitcom. I was on a sitcom. In fact, the only work I've ever done that was consistently bad has always been on television. It was on. It was on a soap opera. I was never good. Never. Not once. Ever. And I did it once as a as very a young actor, and then once as a seasoned actor much later. I was horrible both times. So. I am, I, am, I, am, I am just not good at that kind of work. I was on a sitcom for four years called uh,
6: um, Young and Restless?
0: No, it's sitcom. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. Less Than Perfect. Less That's Than perfect. perfect. Okay, cool. And, I was, and it was a great cast, and I was the weak link in that cast. And don't, don't get me wrong, I'm one of my three biggest fans. But I was the weak link on wow. that show. I was bad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> one of my Very favorite
1: honest. shows. One of my favorite shows is Entourage, Eric, and you played yourself. How yeah. close is the Eric Roberts in Entourage to the actual Eric Roberts?
0: Here's the Entourage story. So I watched that show. And about the fourth or fifth time I heard them saying my name, Eric Roberts this, blah, blah, blah. They always say my okay. name. I call my lawyer because he handles all those writers. And I said, if they're gonna talk about me, have them put me on the show, dude. He said, I'll <laughs> call you back in five minutes. He calls back in five minutes. says, they want you on the show really bad, but you have to do one thing that might not be copacetic for you. I said, what's that? He said, will you sell mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> remember. I, said, oh, I remember, I remember. some
3: shrooms? Yeah, I got some shrooms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that that group is a great group. Those guys are all. So wonderful. what's what's the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, guy who plays the uh, the manager on that show? Jeremy. Oh, that's Jeremy, Jeremy. Kevin. Oh my God, what a great cat! That a, an <laughs> incredible human, an incredible actor. Yep. Lauren, you just work his with Jeremy his all day long. Learn
1: your lines. He kicks ass all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, he's a great cat. Lauren actually has a movie with uh, Jeremy Piven coming yeah, out. Yeah, right? I just
3: I just worked with Jeremy a few months ago. He was he was amazing. Such a good That's actor.
1: Miraculous. I love that guy.
3: Such, yeah, very yeah, very comes from like a theater family. Very cool guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love to see him make a comeback.
3: Yeah, maybe we'll see another another movie with uh, with Eric and and Jeremy soon. That, that would, would be, be cool.
1: That would be awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm That'd gonna be... I'm gonna text him after. I'll be like. You guys gotta do something together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> do. It. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so um so your daughter wants to become an actress when she was a kid. Were you for it or were you kind of like hesitant for her to get into the business?
0: It didn't it didn't it didn't faze me. It is what okay. it is. That's that's what the kid wants, go for it. Let's go. Yeah. You know, that's all. You know, it's what the kid wants, you go. And everybody has all these things about, you know. Well, how would you feel about your daughter getting into it? How, what do you mean? I love this industry. This is a great industry. It's fantastic. Yes. It is the American dream. This industry to yeah. to, like, to like take somebody from from a Winifred city and to and to make them an international famous person. It's the American dream. It is so cool. What can you possibly have against it?
4: How proud were you seeing her first project on the screen?
0: That would have been blow. She was nine years old. Oh, wow. uh, And uh, she was fabulous. She's my kid, dude. That's incredible, yes.
1: I mean, I can't imagine any father jumping up and down to have their kid in a movie about cocaine. But...
0: (laughs) it was a great movie, though. But But it was. It is a good movie. She she didn't know what it was about. She's nine. She didn't know. (laughs) In fact, her mom didn't let her watch that movie for many years. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think that was a good call. <laughs> <laughs>
4: for any kind of advice in, um, for acting in Hollywood. What's that? Again, what l- Lauren, Lauren, Lauren asked that, Chachi. What? Lauren asked that What's okay.
0: question. What's the question? What's the
3: question? Oh, uh, he asked advice. But did you did you train your daughter, or did you go to acting classes as a kid? How did you become so good?
0: Okay, that was. Three questions, <laughs> well, which one
3: do you want? Oh, how did you become so good?
0: Well, uh, I started acting because I had a terrible stutter as a little boy, terrible stutter. I couldn't talk to anybody without embarrassing myself. And all my friends would laugh at me all day. There, I can't talk, Yeah, blah, blah. And so, uh, but I learned if I memorized something, I could speak freely, but I had to know what I was gonna say. So it became an exercise at first, then it became fun. Then I got good at it. Then I said, "Hey, I can do this," and I pursued it.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Wow, Eric, this is tremendous. Let's let's go back to Inside the Rain because uh, they wanted us to talk a little bit more about that film. Sure. Um, yes. Uh, so t- tell us about how that went. Uh, obviously, they give you a call. They you know they talk about the role. You you fell in love with the subject matter. Um, what was it Once like a... on set and working with such a young director, and Aaron that also yeah. is the star of the film? Uh, how did you like um, being directed by you know an emerging filmmaker like Aaron?
0: Here's how it came about. Um, I have I have these readers who read tons of scripts and the ones you know, that they like they write you know sy- synopsis up for me and if I like the Synopsis: I'll read the script, and if I like the script, I'll say, "Hey, I'll do it, sure." And, I, and that's 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 the steps it takes. Well, I I get this this uh, the uh, the reader says, "Man, it's a good movie, and it's about a subject that you're gonna love." Blah blah blah, tells the subject. I say, "Oh yeah, that's fantastic." He goes, "Yeah," and this guy is really unusual. Who's the boss? He wrote it, he's gonna star it, he's gonna direct it, and he's unusual, dude. That's all he told me about him. And yeah. I'm meeting. And he's a bit of a genius. It takes me an afternoon that I spend with him, and I realize that if you're not an open book, he's going to scare you to death. But if you are an open book, he's a good read. He's a good read, man. And uh, so, you know, this part that he offered me, of course, you know, it's easy, it's fun, it's a little humorous. And uh, I've worked with probably 25 of those guys, so I just put them all in one character had a lot of fun planning. Wow, but the subject cool. of the movie was what attracted me to it and why he wanted to make it and the fact that he was making it and the fact that he was making it no matter what. He wrote <laughs> it, started, he produced it, he, fin- yeah, everything know, he was making this movie, dude. <laughs> and, you know, I love filmmakers and I love people who are driven. And I love if you're kind and you're those things especially. And he's all those things. He's a bit of a genius, dude.
1: I love it. Nice. wow. And uh, let's let's wrap up all the questions. Does anyone have any last minute great questions that you can ask up? me? Anything. Come on. Anything. I do. What's the first thing you want to go to when everything opens back up, Eric? What's the first thing you want to run to?
2: Uh, the gym. <laughs> oh, gym. I agree. That's, that's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've been I've been doing floor, you know. A lot of push-ups, a lot of sit-ups, but you know,
1: how much can you do? Exactly. <laughs> do you have any of the equipment at home, or no, not so much? No, I don't, because
0: uh, uh, I belong to this real dive of a gym. I've been, I've been going there for like for 30 years. It's open okay. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and mm-hmm. you know, it's all the Mr. Universes go there. You know, but I all at night, when nobody's there. You know, it's a great place. Closed. Oh, my God. My first time in my life, I've not been in, in the gym. Yeah. So it's weird for me. But uh, besides that, I got a really cool wife. She, she can't cook, but she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, I got to dude. Uh,
4: Eric, uh, I see you've been like a million different characters. Is there one character, since Hollywood's always doing sequels, is there one character that you would love to see come back in a sequel and just flesh out the character even more?
1: Well. Interesting.
0: You know, I love Batman movies, dude. Yes. I love Batman movies. Yes. And uh, and I love working for Sly, although.
1: expendable. Yeah, yes.
0: I'm though no dead in Expendables, though. I I, I got the big butcher knives in my chest. I can't come back. I got the big yeah. bowie knives in my chest. <laughs> right. so I'm hey, not a prequel, spoiler either.
1: alert. Yeah. A prequel.
0: There you go. Call Sly. There you hey, go. Hey, Sly, prequel, dude. Yeah, That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I would love that. That'd be That's fun. Awesome.
1: When, when do you predict Hollywood will open up and how do you think things will be different, Eric?
0: Well, I've already gotten a bunch of offers as of this morning through my wife, who says they're opening back up. Oh my God! I said to my wife, "It's too soon to be that close to people because right into right. the spaces all day long. Sound man, costume, this, that, the other. We're all, Extras, we're all right there. Yeah. All right, right there. Too soon." She goes, "Well, they're all calling for you, and they're all setting up production. So, wow! She, wow! Back. But
1: this, this is in the Los Angeles."
0: Well, if I go, yes, yes, in Los Angeles, if I go to a set, I have to list the rules that everybody has for Eric, because I don't want to have to say, get away from me. I don't want to have to act right. like the asshole actor star guy, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah. and I, I just want to, everybody knows we've got to stay 12 feet apart from each other all day long. And it's weird. And it's also forced and uncomfortable. So, I. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work, guys. I hope it does. I want it to. And I also want to get out. You know, the uh, I'm I'm like making you know, the wife nuts.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, guys.
3: Well, I, I want to add before you wrap up, Al, that, yeah. that working with Eric, he is so down to earth for anyone watching who wants oh, to know what it. it's like to, to work with Eric Roberts. He's just like a really cool guy. He's very, very cool, totally down to earth an actor's actor, just, you know, just amazing on set, amazing to deal with. I know we were dealing with his wife most of the time. And then, and then uh, Eric showed up and he was, he was amazing. Yep. So I just, I, I want everyone to know that you're really cool. Some people they'll talk about people, but Eric is, is awesome. awesome.
0: You're such a love. She's so mean to me on the set too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you said it, Lauren, Thank Johnny you, Alonzo said it about David the gun and working with Eric and, I certainly see it. He, uh, yeah, being on I Below can... the Belt show He's having a been big fun. I haven't yeah. seen an
4: actor have so much fun in his career. Like, he just really enjoys it. Well, dude,
1: look, look what I do for a living. Right. what I do. <laughs> this is why we love what we do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, this is tremendous. Before we let you go, if you could cut a promo for us, let us know who you <laughs> are, uh, throw out some of your better-known works, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt show, throw out a catchphrase, a plug, whatever you want at the end.
0: You asked for way too much, but I'll try to give you what I can. I'm not good at this. So let's have like several takes, okay? Okay. Okay, this, this, is called, this show is called Below the Belt. You yeah. got it. Hi, I'm Eric Roberts. I'm kind of a star in uh, in movies like Expendables or Dark Knight. And I just did a great episode of Below the Belt. you got to love it. Tune in. If you don't. Don't call me.
4: That's perfect, I thought. Yes.
1: That was great. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, the iconic, consummate actor.
0: Thanks, guys.
1: Eric Roberts, guys. Thank you so you much,
4: what? of course. Like,
2: screw,
4: screw the Kevin Bacon game. Let's play the Eric Roberts game because he's been in more <laughs> movies
0: than Kevin Bacon. <laughs>
4: Kevin, thanks so <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
0: guys. Mwah, 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 mwah. Eric, thank thanks you so much. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Bye, Liza. Bye. Liza.
1: Bye, Bye. guys. Right. Bye. Stay, for yep. Bye. Stay Bye. safe,
6: okay? Yeah. Stay you. safe. Bye. Stay safe.
1: See you on set. Bye. Bye. All right. So of course you can check out Amazon Prime for Inside the Rain, um, starring Eric
2: Roberts as well. So.
1: Um, it was so great. It was, wow. Yeah. That was. Did, that was did a Lauren lot of fun. just? Did Lauren just drop off? I guess. I think Lauren
2: just left too.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. If she calls back. She'll call back. But uh, we're done. That was a
2: really great interview. I really enjoyed that. Most of the interviews I'm like, okay, fine. Come on, General. About. Let's not let's not bury everyone else. Yeah, that was <laughs> but that was really fun. He was he was really fun to talk to. I mean it's great to yeah. see somebody
4: just having such a fun time in life and just enjoy yeah. what they're doing. Absolutely. Appreciative. Man. Like I thought it was great. Yeah. I have like a you know, even more respect um
1: for Eric, for Eric. after yeah. this yeah, it was tremendous. Um, and I, I kind of wish we had the headset on on Eric from the beginning, but uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, you know that the. How did it sound to you, Chachi?
2: It was good
4: sometimes. Other times it was feedback, so it was
1: kind of. Well, like... yeah
2: there there was a there was a fair amount of time where it sounded like someone was like turning a crank or something. Like yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. That sound, and I think
1: we're so into the moment of having Eric on, we didn't want to like. Yeah. Lose that. It, like, we didn't want to
2: interrupt him because. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, I tell you, I don't really have that much left here. Uh, ra- wrap it up a couple more things on WWE, and then we'll uh, close up tonight's show. Um, so we already talked about dark side side of the ring. Um, John Oliver seems to have heat or just hatred for for WWE, AEW, anything wrestling related. Just basically blasting for uh, the organizations continuing to operate during the pandemic, which again, you know, they I think they've done know strict tests with all the superstars both ufc uh, AEW, and wwe they all you know take the everyone's temperature before they get in the ring um you know if they don't if they exceed 100.4 uh, they don't allow them to perform um and you know they're, they're tested you know i think they also test um um the um the athletes as well so this is going to be the case for all professional sports i know general zod you're a big baseball fan so i know um Mm-hmm. You know, how is it going to see? So WWE is one thing, but for real sports with with no fans in the stands, well, how's, how's a stadium. Well, there was
2: there was an Orioles game uh, in, I want to say, 2015. I think it was 2015 where they played. It was right after the Baltimore riots. It was. That's yeah. right, yes. Yeah. And that was played in an empty stadium. That, weird. that was, that was weird, weird as hell to watch. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But it's um, I mean, they're already doing that in Korea with Korean baseball. And so, um, you know, it's, they're showing that on ESPN. I saw maybe a few minutes of one game and you kind of get the same kind of, um, same kind of vibe. And I think a lot of it too, um, without like the sound and the crowds and the, and the, and the cheering that is going to take, take away a bit from, um, watching like, you know, if. You know, depending on the sport, depending on how long this lasts, if it's the same thing in the fall, which it probably will be, you know, it'll be the same for like football and basketball oh, yeah. and baseball, I think is a little more like, you know, cause baseball is a more, it's kind of slower paced and has like a more like pastoral feel. So you can kind of feel it with that, but it's going to yeah. really hurt for football and baseball and basketball. Like, like
4: baseball is boring, I think, on TV. I think it's great seeing it um, live. But I think it would be, you know, super boring without the crowd. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like you watch wrestling and you watch a match where the crowd – is totally yeah well it wrestling and, and cheering yeah. like it really changes the whole match but you don't have that crowd getting into it because absolutely I mean, there's been there's been wrestling matches where the crowd just wasn't it, having it because
1: it's, it's heroes and villains yeah and sports is you know i mean it's the home team versus the visiting yeah, team it but it's a little but, more but, but
2: yeah but wrestling is explicitly heroes versus villains you got to have someone to cheer and someone to boo and if you don't have the cheers or boos what are you going to do
1: yeah so that's that aspect is um, evident when watching, and I'm still watching WWE. But uh, Although, you know what? You know, you, it's, you it's, it's the only it, sport though. around. It's the only sport still happening. So you gotta yeah. give props to them. I disagree with John Oliver. There's speaking negatively about them. Um, um, you know, he does. He feels that it's 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 not safe. But um, you know. And I'm sure he's never um, really
4: watched wrestling in his life. He doesn't seem like... Mm-hmm. He seems like he would, he would look down on those kind of people that watch wrestling,
1: i bet. Yeah. So Alberto El Patron, formerly Alberto Del Rio, arrested for sexually assaulting a woman and injuring her badly in the process. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, she's for, a former WWE superstar. Um, he set um, a 5,000 bond for bail um he's been a loose cannon ever since he left the wwe he's been uh you know of course he was fired by actually hitting uh w like like punching a wwe employee in the face over some kind of remark that he took offense to Wow, um, which which actually got him fired and uh and i believe he got rehired um you know they somehow settled that and then he got you know he had left again um i think he got suspended so he's you know, he dated Paige in you know, WWE. So I don't know. He's he's he got a happy. lot. He should be happy. You're dating Paige. Well, he's not dating Paige anymore. But oh, but he every, was, yeah. Every other superstar <laughs> either dated <laughs> or banged Paige. Right. Um, Mark Henry. Yeah, Mark Henry and uh, Leo Rush apparently had beef. I don't know if you uh, heard about this. So apparently, Leo Rush claims that. Mark Henry, who's like the senior member of the WE community, was keeping uh, wrestlers of color down for some reason. And uh, apparently, Mark Henry wanted to sue Leo Rush for defamation. And then Leo Rush fired back and said, Wow, Mark, you're going to really sue a 25 year old kid in the middle of a pandemic. You know, um, so I, I guess he's. You know, sticking to his claims, Mark Henry wants Leo Rush to apologize. Leo has not apologized yet, so it's I mean, up to if, Mark if he if wants Leo's to. If Leo's
4: lying, then why? I mean, of course, Mark Henry should sue him. If you want I mean, Henry, does have enough power in the WWE to hold down other black wrestlers? I mean, I, I, I would that's a good
1: point. That. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't find that the case. I mean, he was arguing that he's helped 80% of the wrestlers in Man. the um the performance center that are african-american uh talent um so he said that's complete opposite but he apparently he claims to have held leo down personally and others um for whatever reason because black. and of course as you know leo was released from his contract as was drew gulak drew was on friday night smackdown last friday chachi and His contract expired. He wanted more money, and they decided to release him. The dude was just on TV. Um, It wasn't like he was sitting on the sidelines, and they just didn't want to give him the money he wanted. Um, But do you really want to be...
4: It's probably the wrong time to ask for a raise.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying.
4: During the pandemic, yes.
1: During a pandemic, do you want to ask for a raise? I mean, any industry, really. No, no. Um, Because he was moved from, like, 205 Live, which nobody watched, to, like, SmackDown. Which is the big one on Fox now? They're considering, you know, smack down the A show now because it's on Fox, and they were they didn't raise his salary for you know moving to the main roster. Right. Um, they wanted to pay him the same money he was making on 205 Live, and I can understand his gripe, you know. Well,
4: uh, yeah, I uh, understand it, but you got to figure, you know Remember, WWE is a monopoly. You know, there's other there's other wrestling uh, organizations, but they don't compare at all to WWE. Yep. So when you work for them. They're gonna pay you whatever they want to pay you, you know, and like, and you're not going to. I mean, they've got rid of huge stars before who they um, who slighted them. They kept people out of the Hall of Fame. I mean, they do what they want, you know. You can't go up against WWE and demand more money. I mean, unless you somehow like get superpower in or there or go to you know?
1: AEW, which apparently is now, you know, people are considering a threat to WWE because they have the financial backing. Um, they're, but they're no threat. Not yet, but no. no maybe go go never outside. Will...
4: Ask ask 100 people what was it AEW is and AEW. Sure, like, yeah, maybe one will know. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like not enough right. against them. I mean, I'd love to see more competition, but there's just right. like, not competition right now. The old WWE
1: versus WCW days. Is yeah. that
2: like I AEW know, is the, the one that's owned by the owner of the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars? Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. Yeah.
1: Tony Khan.
4: Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, TNA had a ton of money. Back in the day, and they never was, were like big competition ever. Yeah. You know, like
1: they almost beat WWE in the ratings when they brought Hogan in and, and and all these major superstars were being brought in. They almost beat WWE, but then yeah, that didn't last. Beat them it didn't the ratings. I think they did that that one time. They brought um oh,
4: no like they were like a, they make up up to like a two point or something like it was never like anything big. All right,
1: we'll have to fact check that one. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling that one once or twice they yeah. did get close is, I mean, is tna is a still impact wrestling is well tna be, became impact wrestling they're still around they okay. just
2: haven't really flourished um, well is that the one so, is that the one where um oh, I forgot his name so this is not going to be a great question um the one who used to be an olympic wrestler was kurt angle kurt angle, kurt angle yeah is, Yeah, kurt angle that where, was
1: yeah yep. Kurt was with TNA. He was started He started with WWE, moved to TNA, and then came back to WWE. We're actually going to see a, um, a TNA rematch on WWE. This was a big a main event, which which is Bobby Lashley versus the new WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, Backlash, Chachi. Um, that was a big feud in TNA, and we're going to see that match yeah. at the next pay-per-view, Backlash. And this is what I'm really happy about. Edge versus Randy Orton in a traditional wrestling match. None of that BS, last man standing, you know, going, you know, all over the arena. Let's just see them in a real wrestling match because these guys have incredible work ethic. Yeah. Um, they're veterans. I think they're going to put on just a regular good old fashioned wrestling match. And we're going to see that. Um, finally at Backlash, the next WWE pay-per-view. But that's all I have. That's all I have for, uh... we also end with birthdays today. Happy birthdays. birthdays. Yeah, let's shorty. see. Happy birthday, Cher! She's 74 today. Wow! I, just watched, her how... I watched her last
4: weekend. I watched last weekend in the movie Mask. Remember that with Eric Stoltz? Yes.
1: Eric yeah. Stoltz, yeah. Happy really She's Just happy having before. a
2: conversation about Cher yesterday. Huh. Yeah.
1: No, well, happy yeah. birthday! Happy birthday! Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, Bronson Pinchot. Oh, from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes, 61.
2: Hey, he was, in, uh, he was in the Beverly Hills Cop movies. He was, so.
1: yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah, they bring him yeah. back
2: for, for part four.
1: Yes. John Billingsley from True Blood and Enterprise is 60. Uh, Tony Goldwyn from Scandal and Ghost. Patrick
2: Swayze. Yeah. He's, He's 60.
4: A, was he in Ghost? He was he the was,
2: bad guy
1: in Ghost. He was the bad guy. Yeah,
2: the he, was the, he was the scumbag. Like, he was Patrick Swayze's like, scumbag friend. Turned out to be behind his murder.
1: Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. great movie. That was a
1: pivotal yeah. Uh Mindy Khan from Facts of Life. is 54. Wow. Which um, one we
2: see? We see Natalie?
4: Natalie, I think, right? I think so. The chubby one?
1: hmm Yeah, okay. Busta Rhymes is 48. Happy birthday, Busta. Busta. Busta.
2: Met him right at now? the...
1: At the... Um, uh, Kenny Center Honors. I uh, heard you rushed and, rushed and rushed and attacked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and last but not least, I was actually you... going way back to even his pre-solo days when he was in love the Tribe. That's with a great. That one. That's, that's a
1: great fucking song, there, General. It is. <laughs> and actor Matt Churchy from The Good Wife and Gilmore Girls is 43. Guys, that's the end of everything going on in the world of entertainment. Guys, what a what a fantastic show from top to bottom.
2: This was a fun show.
1: Let's uh, thank, of course, uh, coming in as guest co-host, the wonderful, the beautiful uh, social media influencer extraordinaire Lauren Francesca. And also Hollywood legend and icon, veteran actor um, Eric Roberts, which is great for Below the Belt Show, The Quarantine Edition. Thank you so much, Eric, for being a part of the show. I, he, I guess he must get up.
2: used. To, he, he must get used to in literally every interview he's in, someone will ask about Julia and, yeah. and
1: Emma, and Emma, right. of course,
2: of and course. Emma, you which to, of course but, I mean, we did too. But he
1: actually said in an interview when I was looking at old interviews of Eric. Most uh, common question I get asked is, um, you know, your relationship with Julia. Yeah. So that's some you know people always ask about that. But he answered mm-hmm. that here on Below the Belt show. He did. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we'd like to thank um, the panel.
4: We need starting... to have family on our show at some point. <laughs> that would be amazing. We should have a oh.
2: Roberts reunion on the show. Yes. We, got,
1: we got to thank Eliza Roberts, the wife of mm-hmm. uh,
2: Eric. Yeah, so she was really cool too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And of course, um, the amazing panel that we have remaining on BTB the king of the 80s, a demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. Mike, the general Zod, the one and only man with a calming presence. (laughs) I'm Al. Celebrity. I'm trying new things.
2: The man with the creaky door. The man with the creaky door. I finally, I finally figured out how to pause and turn off the camera. Thank you. Thank you. That for the future. He's learning. Yeah, Yeah, it's like it's like when a chimp has tools. I know, (laughs) like slowly (laughs) but surely. Right.
1: I'm Al Celebrity Soto, and we're going to end tonight with Chachi's classic cut. Chachi, take it away. I have no
4: idea. I did not pick a song this week. <laughs> I thought you had a song already. Well, uh, you know what? I thought you were playing
1: Bad Company last week. No. Nah. All were right. Well,
4: let's, let's let's we can do of, um, Pretty Woman from um, Eric Ericsson. Yeah, to oh! yeah, Roy Arbison's <laughs> that's Pretty Woman.
1: That's more of a tribute to Julia, though.
4: No, that's but he said true. he loved that movie that she was in. That was, like, his favorite movie of hers.
2: Yeah, that's kind of a stretch, though. Think I don't
1: so. know. You still want to do that one? It's Maybe Chachi's classic cut.
2: Yeah. It's oh, got... General? General just yeah.
1: going to pick the cut
2: this week? What? Yeah, that's good. Oh, you're going to you're gonna make me pick it on the spot now for something else.
1: On the fly. Well, we didn't play Bad Company. I know that you wanted to make a tribute to... that. You were deciding between Bad Company and Little Richard, and Little Richard won that week.
4: Right. Well, I was going to do Bad Company, but then, like, the... Mm-hmm. The guy that sang the song, Bad Company, wasn't wasn't the singer that died. That ah. singer before Oh, then. okay. That's why I wasn't okay. too big on playing that song.
1: Gotcha. Okay, well, that's in the General's hand. Is there any good tie-ins this week, General, that you could tie uh, to the I'm cut? I'm trying to
2: think. I'm trying to think with Eric Roberts, uh, looking through his filmography. Um,
1: no, let's, do that. let's do a tribute actually, song to Eric go. Roberts.
2: He, 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 want, he was nominated for an Oscar for Runaway Train, so play the soul Asylum song. That's a good song. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. That is a
1: classic cut, General.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's going back. All right. It's a, so, uh, a good music video, too. Yeah. So was
1: that song featured in the movie?
2: No, it, yeah, wasn't. it wasn't at all. Just
1: the same title. It's the same yeah, title. Well, yeah, well,
2: the movie came out in, like, 85, and I'm pretty sure that Run- Runaway Train came out in, like, sometime in the early 90s. Uh, it was early 90s. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, guys, here we are. Wrapping up Below the Belt Show with the classic cut chosen by Mike the General Zod. And we'll see you guys next week, guys. This is Soul Asylum Runaway
2: Train. 1993. Oh, okay. Well, there you
1: go. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week for Below the Belt Show, the Quarantine Edition. Till next time. Peace.
2: Peace.
0: Saw you up in the middle of the night Like a firefly
3: without a light You were there like a blowtorch
1: burning I was
2: a key that could use a little turning So tired that I couldn't
1: even sleep
4: So many secrets I couldn't keep promised myself I wouldn't weep One more promise
2: No. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.